How's it going, guys? This is Garrett from the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. Uh, just wanted to let y'all know that we uh, have recently come out with some merch. Um, we'd uh, we'd love for you guys to go ahead and pick some up. We got right now we've we've started out with some some t-shirts, men's and ladies t-shirts, and uh, some stickers for you. Um, lots more to come, including hats. We are working on it takes a little longer with the embroidery process but uh they will be available soon um so yeah you can check us out at uh, teespring.com that's t-e-e-s-b-r-i-n-g.com and uh you just go ahead and search the hippies and cowboys podcast and you should be able to find us so go check us out spread the word um, you can also find that link to our merch page on our new Twitter account for the podcast. That's at Cowboys Hippies. Um, don't think I need to spell that one for you, but like I said, just go check us out, guys. If you like something, feel free to give us some support. We would sure appreciate it. Um, man, me, me and Mike are really excited to uh, share this episode with you guys. It's uh, episode three. It's our first one featuring a guest. Uh, we had a ton of fun recording this one. And uh, yeah, it'll be the first first of many, hopefully. Uh, we got some others lined up, but th- this one went really well. And we had, we had a really fun time recording it. And we're just, we're just pumped for you guys to hear this one and, and uh, see what all we had to say. So... Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, Hope you enjoy the episode, and thanks for your support. Welcome to the third episode of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. As always, I'm your host, Garrett, and you can find me on Twitter at CountryAintPop. And of course, joining me, as always, is the three-time defending Iowa Southeastern Central Division II Greased pig wrestling champion, Mike. <laughs> Say hello to the fine people, Mike. Well, thank you for your very kind introduction there, Garrett. <laughs> um, that's a good example of why you don't get your information from Wikipedia. It's not a trusted source. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Mike, uh, your co-host with Garrett. I I am from Iowa. Um, and I, I have caught some greased pigs in my day, um, but I don't know about all those accolades there. Oh, you're being there. modest, man. But a little bit, you know, a little <clears throat> modest, but that's how we do it down here. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're here in our third episode, and, and we have a, a really exciting one. Um, we're we're going to talk a lot about um, some Saskatchewan artists um, up there in Canada, and uh, we're really excited because... We actually have one of those gentlemen joining us today in the form of Blake Berglund. So, um, Blake, why don't you tell them a bit about yourself here? What is up, dudes? How are you? <laughs> good to have you. We are good. We are really excited to have <laughs> yeah. you here, man. What's up? What's up? It's going to be fun. Thank you. Thank you for including me. Um, 
especially after I blew your cover on the pilot episode, I, I owe another public apology <laughs> Man, for that. That's funny. I, I was pumped and I fired Dude, it out the door and I didn't funny. know there wasn't released It's so yet. okay though. I, I'm not that worried about it. It was funny because, because yeah. we were, I mean, we were well, more excited than you were, I'm sure. And honestly, the fact that you put it out there, it was kind of funny to see actually who realized that you did leak the link and who didn't because yeah, yeah. we only got like, well, I think like maybe 50 or 60 people listened before we actually dropped it on Spotify and Apple. So, but it was, it was, yeah, it's well, now, all good. It's all good. Now I'm invested. Now I'm invested. <laughs> I appreciate you guys giving me a call and the opportunity to shoot the shit and yeah. talk everything, everything country music, maybe a little yeah. bit not country Whatever. music, Whatever the, year, the decade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I was actually one that, that didn't realize that you had dropped it. I'd seen your tweet and didn't even realize that that was the link. <laughs> I didn't really but, realize it either. I thought it just kind of came up, and then I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> That's okay, though. Oh, well. It's Like I said, it's funny. not a big deal at all. It's yeah. funny. It's funny now. It was funny at the time, too. But then I felt bad because so, you felt so bad and whatever. <laughs> you know what i i'm a pretty big believer in everything just happens the way it happens yeah. and everything rolls out the door when it's supposed to roll out the door and i guess that was the way that that one was supposed to enter into there the world go. exactly yep so uh, here any, we go you got any, me any publicity is good publicity right yeah even early good stuff rule number one <laughs> number one uh all right so i guess to, to start things off we're just gonna ask him Blake, kind of, what have you been up to? Um, I know you just had a, a tour with Bell down to the States, and uh, just what what's on your radar for early 2020? And yeah, you know your guess your guess is as good as mine, man. <laughs> um, the last few years, uh, with the the most recent release that I put out and that Bell put out, um, it really kept us busy and. Uh, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 was our, our, our concerted effort at getting into an American market. And, and everyone was, all the market, the, the regions that we toured were very receiving and supportive. Um, and we felt like we kind of ran the course with the record releases. And we found ourselves finishing up for the first time in three years, a tour on November the 30th. And we were like, wow, this is maybe the first time in 10 years that we didn't have an upcoming show. Um, I guess wow. I shouldn't say that bell plays with the symphony orchestra in February. I see. And that. that was one that's been booked for a while. That'll be a so really cool. With, experience. Uh, with the, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a magical night. There's um, it's all her own original material and she's being backed by a 52 piece orchestra. Oh, wow. Um, she invited a bunch of friends to join in the performance and is 1800 tickets for sale at, like our premier art center in, in Regina, in Saskatchewan, in Regina yeah, and Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's right up there, the center of the arts. Right. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be nothing kind of short of a celebration of everything that she's achieved and, and just, uh, just a really good community coming together. So we're prepping for that. That's sort of the big, the big thing that we're working on right now. Um, but I'm always setting puzzles, man. I'm always making puzzles. It's just like one idea leads to the next, and then you try to hide it in the third. And 
I feel really good about what I've been working on in the last, you know, Christmas was a nice break. I needed it. Um, and I feel really good about kind of how the, <laughs> the great master plan is unfolding right now. So it's awesome. I've been writing a lot. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Mm. And I haven't been writing a lot in the last couple of years just because, you know, you try and make the effort on the road and when you can fit it in here and there and it works out well, awesome but when it doesn't work out well it's easier to be discouraged because you feel like you're not focusing on it because you're so busy needing to get from point a to point b right on the highways and and everything that's wrapped up in being on the road which has got to be a challenge in its own is you know yeah i know some guys do it really well um i did it well for a period with i tour it seems like when i tour eastern canada I write songs while I'm touring, which is strange because I haven't really felt that in any other geographical area. Really? Hmm. But now that now that I'm home, yeah, I, I kind of I call it building cupboards. Like it's great to be inspired, but sometimes you just gotta put it together. And if you're good at what you do, you put together good work. And yeah. and and it's all exercise, right? So I've been just making it a point to sit down and with my guitar and a pencil and hammer it that's out. really cool yeah you, so, you had a nice little run there yeah. out to the old left coast there and end of november how was was that was that the first time you and you toured from the 20th to the 30th and you only had i see one day off it looks like in like on that oh, wow. little tour uh was that the first time you two had had toured together or at least toured yeah. or at least toured together and performed together as a as a unit Kind of right <clears throat> um we i don't want to say made the mistake because it definitely <laughs> assisted in our personal growth but right when we got <laughs> together five or six years ago we decided that we needed to be on the road full-time together and we sort of jumped in with both feet and i joke i joke at the shows that i had my way of doing things and bell had the right way of doing things so it was it was definitely um how to tour changed for right. me and it was uh sort of an initiation into efficient touring she's she's very organized and has a, a solid game plan going into the shows and i i think i do pretty good for myself but it's you know i'm naturally maybe a little bit looser on stuff like that when i could i i, I always everybody could always be a little bit more organized and, and she's organized very right. well so th- that was the difference in the touring um, and once, once I kind of started to get a heck of a lot more organized on the road, right down to like knowing what time I'm supposed to show up, <laughs> knowing the sound check time and executing it and getting to supper at time and checking it at the hotel on time. And once I kind of got that on lockdown, it actually made touring way easier. You kinda so le- learned kind of learned from what she, from her processes. <laughs> oh yeah. And I became, um, a better I became better at my own touring. And then when we went to Europe in the spring of this past year in 2019, I kind of took on the role as tour manager and it was just sort of the opportunity to, the opportunity to execute in my way, everything that I learned from how she does things. And it, and it worked well. We didn't miss a train and we, she played every show to great crowds and, and it was successful. So this last tour out to the west coast of Canada and back, um, it wasn't. It, we've been touring together since we got together. However, 
it did provide a lot of insight for us. It was an important tour. Um, we had someone else book it for us, so there was an outside agent that that we beginning we've started building relationships with, and in that vein um, of the industry. And she's she's an old friend, but she just is you know as the saying goes, where I'm from, full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> And she lined up the shows, and we we did them, and and it kind of worked out for everybody. So, and then that was, and then that was it. Then we got home, and it was time to kind of root down again. And we got a big renovation coming up in the house, which is exciting, yeah. but Ooh. daunting. And um, just kind of get ready to hit the road again in 2020. Nice. What what uh what destinations uh, would would you be looking at for this year? Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Uh, the southeastern United States, it would just be a shame to not continue to um, return to those markets. Every time we've gone back, the, the crowds have gotten larger, so we'd be silly to abandon that. Um, I've been going to Texas a lot in the last little bit, not yeah. necessarily touring the areas, performing the odd show, uh, but I've we've been lucky to see our Texas community really open up so i want to i want to invest in that uh i've always liked the idea of just rooting down in hollywood for a little while (laughs) that'd be pretty cool i I think that'd be totally out of the box and just just throw yourself into that scene and see how you come out on the other side of it um so those would be sort of the american areas and then we have in that that tour out to vancouver and back was our first canadian dates in two and a half years like touring dates Mm -hmm. so we really and you know what it's nice to be it's nice to be at home and it's nice to to work your home markets again so i i like the idea of just hitting canada pretty hard this year um yeah 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 especially especially the prairies yeah i I love the prairies i love eastern canada yeah, yeah. Well, we can't kind of came close up yeah, in Olds, but that close. still was a that's still a hike from Edmonton. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm even a little bit further south than Edmonton, but it was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. a year in Saint Albert actually. No, no, right on, right on. No. Oh no, I'm about I'm about right. an hour and a half uh, southeast Edmonton. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Viking is that's that right? right? Did I remember? Yeah, that you right? got Viking? it right. Yeah. yeah. Where was yes. where was that? I never heard that Viking. again. Viking. Oh, and Viking. Yeah. Right on, man. Cool. Yes, cool. sir. Then obviously throw Iowa on there, Blake. You know, <laughs> I think last time you came to you came kind of close. I think you came to Bucks over man, there in Nebraska, but and you're exactly right. Like the whole Midwestern region as well. You know, we had those shows in Iowa that were just awesome. Uh, Nebraska's been really good to us. Um, it's I don't know. Like how how do you how do you nail it down to a few regions when they're all yeah, interconnected and you come from one to the next? So yeah, yeah most right. definitely we need to get back to Des Moines and yeah, good, good, good folks out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a, there's a couple, couple other islands over here that caught, caught your shows when you were down here with Coulter, whenever that was. And they've been, they're, they're dying for you to come back Cool. or cool. anytime soon or any, anywhere close, but well, we'll do yeah. it. We'll yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. But um, so, so, Mike, so I, think, I think you had a, I have a, a question, kind of to start us off. You guys got me. Our connection uh, okay here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna switch up the order a little bit. Um, okay. Because there, there's one question that's just been uh, 
scratching at me pretty good um, to ask Blake. And that's the when I saw you live, um, <laughs> yeah, this this very awesome, uh, pretty badass stage presence. And um, you know, we've we've talked about the leg kick um, to, <laughs> to fire things off, which I, I happened to capture perfectly. I don't know whatever happened to that picture, but uh, bigger uh, bigger rooms bigger rooms mean bigger movements. That's how everybody sees you on oh, stage. There you go. Right? Oh yeah. There you so go. Gotta, gotta get that leg in the air, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the people going. That caught everyone's attention. But <laughs> I think I think kind of what all starts with that persona um is is the uh the wardrobe. Um and I know Garrett uh can relate on this one, but that the denim jumpsuit and the yellow glasses. What where did those come from? What what was your inspiration for, for that? That's a good question, my man. Do I sell my secrets out or do Ooh. I do I give you a bullshit do I give you a bullshit answer or do oh. I do I give you a combination of the I guess two? that's totally up to you. You know what? Here's here's a truth. Um my wife got the denim jumpsuit made for herself and she began performing in it as her approach to or her version of coveralls. You know, you oh, put yeah. your coveralls on you go to work, you come home from work, you take your coveralls off. Gotcha. And it kind of was a practical move on her behalf. And it, she just looked rocking in it, too. So she, <laughs> she was wearing this denim jumpsuit for uh, about a year and a bit. And it became an internal joke within our outfit, within our group that, you know, I should get the matching one. There you go. Of and course. I was like, yeah, to, he to hell with that idea. I'm not. <laughs> no way. You know, there's there's absolutely no way. And a friend of ours that made him. <clears throat> kind of made the offer he said you know what i'll mock something up and you try it on and if it ain't comfortable and you don't think it looks good we don't have to move forward but if by chance either of those things ring true then let's talk about finishing this product up and he he got me into it man and i thought i felt good and i thought i looked good look so, good feel good play good <laughs> but good to feel uh, good you are know, good and then it Heck was yeah. it was funny it was just like like she said it's it's coveralls you put your coveralls on you go to work that's funny you take your coveralls off when you get home from work and it kind of gave us uh, an opportunity to get in a working headspace of all things um and then i've i've just loved man i i like the arts and i like fashion and i like things that you know the average kind of cowboy in the plains of western canada maybe not might be that interested in yeah. and my heroes wore jumpsuits man neil diamond wore one glenn campbell right. wore one yeah, fair enough. can go elton fair john enough. wore one you know so it's sort of a elton staple. john wore a lot of stuff <laughs> it's, it's sort of a visual staple so um i'd be lying if i said it there, i didn't benefit from you know something that visually captures on stage it keeps people looking at the performance right Oh, yeah. And then that kind of bleeds into the yellow sunglasses. I mean, I just, I like, I like, I like the world that I see. Dude, that's, that's, that's funny because I, I, uh, I thought they were cool as hell and I got myself a pair and I, I, I would wear them all the time when I was like out in the summertime at like ball tournaments and stuff like shit that you're like, you know, partying all day and you're, you know, starts to get dark. I find they're, they're, they make uh, dusk seem like you, it'll be like, say seven o'clock in the summertime sun's going down and starting to get dark and everybody's like oh it's starting to get dark and it still looks like three o'clock to me <laughs> it's funny 
with the yellow sunglasses. And then yeah. the other thing I have to comment on is it's funny that what you said about uh, it being like coveralls and you go to work and then you take them off because when I first seen you play with Coulter in Edmonton, um, you came back out to do the encore. You guys did uh, Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. And you weren't wearing yep. the jumpsuit anymore. You were wearing just regular, you know, just a pearl snap and, and jeans. So I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. You took the jumpsuit off. <laughs> so now that you say that, it like it kind of makes sense in my head. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. It helped me with the mind. It helped me with the mindset, and it was an important mindset. You know, uh, just like any or just like any musician, I got I get nerves when you know getting ready to go on stage and it's all about yeah. for me it's all about the zen i can kind of get myself in that's cool prior to whatever show it's easier for me to play bigger shows i don't have to do as much preparation mentally um the smaller shows i really need to like prepare myself but the the jumpsuit just kind of in the glasses like getting into that and i mean i wear the glasses all the time in my real life so <laughs> that just kind of bled over into into the the rock and roll outfit um but yeah oh, yeah. yeah and they, they guess, sell it they sell at the merch table now which is awesome. great they they sell the glasses or the jumpsuit i do i sell the glasses at the merch That's table so and cool. they sell well these days so why well, would you, I... you gotta you gotta you gotta get <laughs> let me know when when the jumpsuit gets on the market man yeah i need to get a hold of wrangler and see if they'll pony up a sponsorship for my there wife and i <laughs> yeah the Berglund edition jumpsuit yeah right <laughs> um, I guess that answers my next question. Uh, uh, do you sleep in the jumpsuit? Uh, no, I guess you said you take it off. No, but show, I lounge. So. But I lounge in the well, you jumpsuit. Got a, you got a break oh, yeah? in, probably. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You got their lounge. Uh, Bell calls them cocaine pajamas. Mm. <laughs> I will, that will be repeated. That is that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome reference cocaine pajamas oh boy um <laughs> speak speaking of bell um we're probably already about to that time yeah. should we should we talk about bell here yeah. let's uh <laughs> oh let's get my into gosh well uh um, so so this is the saskatchewan episode oh we got to talk about this because mike wanted to debate um what is the the correct way to pronounce Saskatchewan? Am I saying it correctly? I think I say it correctly, being but I'm from Alberta. I say it like Saskatchewan. There's no, you know, I've heard it. I've heard it yeah. a number of different ways. But I'm curious as to yeah, my, you as uh, a man. Yeah. Being How from about you, Saskatchewan. Mike? How about you, Mike? Me? Uh, well, yeah. me me as an American, um, you know. I, I'm definitely right in my take on this, um, and I have written out the spelling, the phonetical spelling of the word, and it goes like this. It's S apostrophe S, K-A-T-C-H-E-U-N, um, and when pronounced, it's Skatchian. Hey, you know what? So you remove the A, you replace the A with an apostrophe? Oh, yeah? That would... Is that what you did? You said S apostrophe S. Yeah. Um. So I I, I removed the A and then I also removed the W with the kind of a Y sound. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, your double S at the beginning I would say is 
closest to the dialect that I speak. When people yeah. ask where I'm from, I'd say Saskatchewan. So it's All right, like I'll a, put a star. I'll put a star it's by like my. like an SS. Here. Before yeah, I just removed the A, and then I and then I also say that the closer you can get it to a one-syllable word, the more exactly correct, yeah. The more correct, the more correct you say it um, as to my region of the province, southeast represent. Right. God, so I was pretty pretty close to bang on there, eh? Yeah, Saskatchewan. Sam. Yes, there it is. See, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm too far off either. I just replaced basically the A with an with like an I, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. Yeah, anyway, you know what? You know what? In this kind of open, this opens up the difference in like uh, the word Calgary. I say it that way because I lived there, yeah, and I know a lot of people that have never lived in Calgary call it Calgary. Calgary. That's not correct. It's Calgary. It's what? Calgary. Calgary. I've never, I've never it's like heard one that. C A L G R Y. Calgary. 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 Yeah, you slur it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. exactly. That's true. That's mm. a good one. Calgary. Calgary. But no. you guys are both correct. You, you both pronounce Saskatchewan. Right. See there, said it like that. Okay. So I'm, I'm honored with a, but honored with a <laughs> yeah. H-O-N-O-R-E-D. There's no U in honored. Yeah, uh, there is. About you guys. No. Is that one word that you do that? You do a U in honor? I, I'm, I'll stay out of this one. That came from British. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a remnant of stuff, the British rule, which is the way Canada uses is, it right now. And I don't yeah. really give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like to poke poke fun at differences yeah. between us. Um, I was going to introduce but, Blake as my fellow Hawkins cheesy enthusiast. Oh so, yeah, man. But Mike doesn't even know oh, what that is. I guarantee baby. it. He doesn't even know. What, what was that? Is. But. but he will. Yeah, we'll, I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna bring up. you a bag. I'm gonna bring you a bag when I make it down to Iowa. Can can, can you repeat what that Hawkins was? Hawkins cheesies. It's like Hawkins, Hawkins cheesies. cheesies. You people listening can't see my hand, but it's like above my head. And then so there's Hawkins cheesies, okay. and then there's like whatever Cheetos, or whatever you guys eat down there, is like way it's down. Own, oh, it's, it's Cheetos. Like way down. It's their here. own version of a. Uh, Corn curd cheese snack. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. a like a, a cheesy poof kind of thing. It's not a poof. It's crunchy, yeah. and it's a. Oh, it's so a like a, a classic Except Cheeto. Except they're bigger and no, just way not. better. Well, yeah, they t- they. It's they not they a taste Cheeto. Entirely different. Nope. Not entirely different, but. Yeah, they do taste entirely different. I would agree. It's, it's like the same. Well, it's the same yeah, idea, except way better. I would say it's a two-part. It's a two-part mystery. There's the texture, the crunch, right. and then there's the dust. Yeah, the dust, as we refer to it. So, yeah. it doesn't give you like the, the the orange fingers still. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The orange fingers. Yeah. What's the best? It's a it's a Canadian delicacy. A, a delicacy. No, no, that's a yes. absolutely. Do, do you lick the, do you lick the fingers? Yeah, of course. Each time, or do you wait till the end? Mm. Sometimes I just straight up wipe it on the tops of my socks. Yeah. Or a, yeah, see, I do that, but <laughs> if I have a lady friend at the time, they just get, they just get mad at me for doing that. That I, is not how you clean yourself. If I'm just well, snacking lately, I sometimes just air sprinkle the dust off my fingers on your lap, like you're at a <laughs> yeah, no, fine yeah. dining. No, but they I'm are way better cheesy. than cheese or Cheetos. Cheesies are better than Cheetos. That's they're their own thing. That's a hot take. It's I don't a, know. You might trigger take, some Americans. The correct take. Anyway, we got a little sidetracked. Well, bring me a bag, and then we'll settle it. Maybe after you bring me a bag, then we'll get back on here, and we'll do a live blind taste test or something. Yeah, we will address it. 
live on Twitter. Yeah. Well, we we like to tackle the issues that That's matter right. on this That's show. Right. Okay. Like but Cheetos. As Cheetos. I was okay. saying, it is the the Saskatchewan episode, and uh, so it's only fitting that we obviously uh, feature Saskatchewan artists. So again, we're lucky enough to have Blake here chatting with us today. But we're going to start it off with uh, with a tune by his lovely wife, Belle Plain. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to to promote some of her music and uh, everybody else on here. It's, it's going to be a fun one. So uh, why don't we start it off with a, uh, a tune from Belle's latest release. Uh, that was 2018's... Correct me if I'm wrong, Blake. Mercy, malice, grief, and finish it for Wrath, me. Yeah. Sorry, I should have done my homework and malice, had a certain date. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, man. It's a very complicated title. It's malice, it mercy, was, like, grief, and wrath. Sorry. Malice, mercy, grief. Sorry, I did yeah, get it mixed up. That's a that's an awesome title. It's too. an awesome you know title. The story I got behind it mixed that name. I'm, I'm a, I apologize for that. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it's all good. The story behind it, it's um. The friend of ours that designed the uh, album artwork for her records suggested it um, for the title of the record. It's a lyric in Lila Sadie Johnson wasn't beaten by no train. Right, right. Uh, so it's in refer to the train itself that show, sh- shows no malice, mercy, grief, or wrath. The train shows no malice, mercy, grief, or wrath. So I should be able to quote my wife's lyrics, but I too have not done my homework, and I don't know <laughs> how to quote her lyrics. So when she listens to this, she'll she'll let me know I can she, do my research before I before I represent her music. There you go. You kind of have yeah. that look on your face, like she's sitting across the room uh, giving you a death glare right now. <laughs> no, she's in her office. Oh. She's she's in her office, and I'm in. Is she mine. doing a podcast too? All right. No. I don't know what she's doing, oh. man. I don't something. know what she does in there. <laughs> Mystery. Yeah, it's productive, whatever it is. I know it's productive because she's always got something on the go. But, yeah, when we're in our offices, it's closed-door policy. Oh, yeah. Well, Strictly is business is going on in your office right now, yeah. You're doing you're doing something productive, too, here. I mean, actually, I had a lot of people um, send me messages after we featured you on the first episode. And we're like, man, how haven't I heard of this guy? I was like, well, you're welcome. Wow. There you go. That's um, it, man. That's how it works, you know. Yeah. We just we all just good try and stuff. spread the good word. So I, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, that's what we yeah. love to do. So, but anyway, this is what we were just talking about. We're gonna play that tune. We are gonna go with uh, Lily Sadie Johnson wasn't beaten by no train by Bell Plain. So enjoy. Stolen by the side 
a bumper berry crop. Buggies were stolen by the side of a bumper berry crop. When she saw that train of bearing down, she can pedal to the floor. But that beast still cut the tailgate of a silver half-ton four. Alice A. Nick Johnson wasn't beaten by no train. Failed to say that men whose lives that iron horse has Another fantastic Saskatchewan artist, Belle Plain. 
you can uh, check out her wherever you get your tunes Spotify Apple you name it and uh, be sure to check her next time she rolls through your area buy the damn tickets yeah, yeah. buy, buy the damn, damn tickets, tickets early oh they always. sell out <laughs> We went on a rant about that yeah, last time. A little I don't bit, know if you listened to episode yeah. two, but that was our get to the live shows, the man. Live shows. Check. You know what? And that—that's the truth. People ask us how the music industry has changed in the time that I've been in it, and I've been touring for about fifteen years, and it's yeah, it hasn't really changed. <clears throat> it's just one thing has led in the opposite direction. So where it would be easy to get people to shows, and the difficulty was selling the album. Um, all that's changed is like now it's easy to get people to the music and it's difficult selling the show. Right. You know, that's gotta be a funny, yeah. so that that's gotta be a funny, uh, like, like flip flop there between the time you like, like from what you just said, like, like, like what you'd, you'd think with social media and everything now, the way things are like marketed and you know, the, the, just the, the touch that everybody has to content and the artists that they like. At, at at almost any time during the day they can go on your instagram page say and see where you're going to be next right or twitter or whatever it may be well like why is it why is it so much maybe, harder do you think now i mean this is just kind of I, I i didn't think of this earlier this is kind of just me bullshitting off what you just said just why do you think it's so much harder yeah, now well, when people when people have that access people, right because pe- well that's just the reason why it's because people can access um can fulfill their fandom at any point so you feel an attraction to the music or it's moving you in a certain way you can replace right. the feeling um that a live performance would once be the only way to to receive okay yeah so the even the live clips you know that's why live clips are as popular as they are uh, on the internet is because people love live music period but when you're being fulfilled instantly by the demand that you that you want or when you're when you're getting to experience an artist um at at the tip of your finger then it just that's part of what is keeping people from shows right. i'd say a lot of the time and then, you know, we live in a, we live in a, there's a lot of static out there. There's a lot of shit that people get to choose from too. And, you know, the live performance, it's, I get it. It's hard to go out on a, a Thursday night or a Tuesday night when you got work the next day. Um, but you'll, you're going to stay up and watch fucking Netflix till midnight anyway. So you might as well. <laughs> wow. Like, and then with that said, there's just an incredible community that has really blossomed in the last two years kind of i don't want to say is a resistance to that mindset but people know that you got to support live music and people are excited to do it and uh the playing fields level it's every man for himself get the crowd out and when the crowd supports it in a region it really is something magical right and and the more often we can make that happen i gain from it and fans gain from it and the community gains from it and the economy gains from it. People don't talk about, you know, that doesn't really get touched on. But live music's right. great for the economy. Right. So, sure. like, you support these little places that are usually independent. That's how you get, you know, support live music. Have a healthy life. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Have a healthy community. I can't, so. I can't think of. So it's on. not all doom and gloom. I can't think of one artist that I've went and experienced live that I went away from and said, 
oh, I, you know, I wish I would have just stuck to the recording. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like going and seeing yeah. that live. Like I think, I mean, I think we've mentioned this on every episode yet, and I'm gonna fucking say it again because whatever. Like, like going and seeing a guy like even Coulter live is just a whole nother universe because you get the whole, you get the bass, you get he's right there playing that right in front of you and you get the baritone of his voice his band and and a lot of the time you don't get you almost don't get the experience of how fucking like talented the band is behind him when you listen to the recording right until you actually see and feel it live right well sound waves are physical and when you're in yeah. the physical presence of sound waves, you you receive it differently, right? Absolutely. You can't receive that from from something that's you know a good pair of headphones, digital, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like a good pair of headphones yeah. too, I, but no, that's you're you're right. It's you can experience that to an extent, you know probably what? through your headphones, but seeing it right in front of you when it's when it's your face to face with it is an entirely different experience. If I had someone come up to me and be like, hey, man, I never made it to your show on Thursday night because I was enjoying the shit out of you on my sweet ass headphones at the house. (laughs) I'd be like, fuck, yeah, man. Right on. Yeah, that's how you do it. I put a lot of work into that record. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, uh, That's good. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. So. I guess we'll hop into the next kind of question here that I had. Um, and I, I picked up on this. I mean, you can see it out there quite a bit with Saskatchewan artists. Um, but I picked up on it a lot like last year, probably around this time. I, I wrote an article about all the good music coming out of Saskatchewan. Um, and you proofread that for me, um, which was very nice. Thank you. Um, but I got the feel during that kind of process of the community that you guys have up there and, you know, you, you all just seem to support each other. And I was just going to see kind of your thoughts on like uh, what that community is like um, in Saskatchewan with, with all those, because it, it, it's truly so much good music coming out of there. And and I, I just kind of was curious as to, you know, how close you all are and 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 all of that it i i believe the success of saskatchewan music is a direct result of um our geography i think that in our dna as as members of this province we have um a work ethic and a sense of community that runs deeper than man if i want to be you know really true to my feelings it's it's a very it's a very, very, very strong sense of community. And you can see that. I mean, a lot of, I know we weren't going to talk about um, politics, and I don't think this really does get into politics too, too much, but there's a strong history within our province of social programs and um, community initiatives that have become international staples, like we didn't invent modern healthcare, but Saskatchewan, uh, Tommy Douglas uh, was the, the founding father of the concept in in our in our country. And hmm. why is that? I don't know. He got the people needed to be cared for, and 
uh, co-op, the Matador Co-op, I believe, in southwestern Saskatchewan was, was one of the first ranching co-ops, I believe, in North America. So, I mean, it's oh. a, a really well-known uh, concept, right and it's that. brought a lot of good to yeah. um, social communities, and it was, it's, it has origins in our province. So, we have this, uh, it's, a little, it's, it's a little bit of an X factor, maybe, that we stick together. It's really cold up here. I actually believe, <laughs> I actually believe that the cold, dry winters have forced people to band together since the first people were here um and we have a strong first yeah. uh, we have a strong indigenous culture within our province and that comes with a beautiful um musical musical beautiful music beautiful heritage beautiful culture and it at it, when it bleeds into my influences and i get to discover it in ways uh i don't know it's a really special area geographically, and I think the the success of Saskatchewan music right now is just an offshoot of that. Yeah, I mean that's that's all really great stuff. I mean, clearly it's working. I mean, Saskatchewan I is is so successful in and music in particular. Um, and, and I mean, there's yeah, I was curious as 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 to if you had any explanation as to why, and that that I all just makes sense. To say that, too, I mean. The, the the best is yet to come you look at all these artists i mean even even yourself i there's so much more that you have, i feel like oh, all yeah, of baby. you have left in the tank that it's just like I, I i can't wait to see where it goes and i can't wait to see what you guys even, accomplish you know as a as a collective and as a obviously as individuals right so i even i haven't even got my kick at the can yet baby Exactly. I'm still waiting in line at the Ferris wheel. Exactly. I'm gonna get on that Ferris oh, yeah. wheel. Shit gonna go down. Man, shit is gonna go down. You know that? Mark my. Mark and then back words. up again because if it's a, a fer Ferris wheel, right? I've been lucky to receive, um, you know, any growth that I've had in the last few years has been just sort of the the side ripples the waves of other artists and people have discovered me through my community so like I've been such a recipient of that that strong sense of community and you know there's the most obvious in in Coulter and in my relationship with Bell and the list goes on with I guess who we're going to bring up right now Casey and Clayton um, another artist Ellen Fraze uh, it just it's a really strong Megan Nash, poor nameless boy. Oh man, I could just keep name dropping my homies. And it's something special that people are recognizing and everybody's discovering everybody else. And with that said, it bleeds right into Alberta and right into Manitoba. And we just have such a strong Prairie Province uh, musical connection that everybody has each other's back. We all kind of know that the, star, the sky is big enough for all the stars. And there's no point getting in anybody's way, like mm -hmm. because it's the fucking internet, man. Everybody well, that's can a, great a million point. plays a month. That's a great point. I mean, everybody. I, I think what plays into that a lot more, like, uh, I think you kind of, I mean, you kind of touched on it, just the geographical sense of it. I mean, I don't know if Americans sometimes realize how, um, how much more densely populated they are compared compared to Western Canada let's say where you and I are from. And so when you do get 
when you do get those friends and those those people in your in your little circle and your community you have you know there there's no there's no sense in in making enemies and or i mean that's that's kind of extreme but there's no sense in not supporting each other and not you know being part of that community right of course um yeah that kind of yeah. yeah. I always I always explain I always explain Saskatchewan to Americans as it's geographically the size of Texas. Uh, sometimes I say it's bigger than Texas. I don't think it's actually bigger. It's pretty goddamn close. Uh, but I ain't, say it's ain't nothing bigger than Texas. Boy. I know that. That's what they tell me. <laughs> I know. I like it though. I like I love Texas. Funny. Um, yeah, I, I say it's the size of Texas with the population of Dallas. There you go. Oh, that's that's yeah. a good. That's a you good know, little uh, and it's, analogy. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. That that, that kind of leads into a question that I kind of had, if you don't mind. Uh, do you feel like like there's there's equal opportunity for for Canadian artists to maybe not not even so much get noticed in say the mainstream, but like just in maybe even like the say the the real country americana red dirt whatever you want to call it like kind of the the realm that that mike and i are in on twitter and you know just kind of those artists that that are the real true country acts that that maybe don't that that maybe deserve the recognition but don't quite get it if you if you kind of picking up what i'm yeah or or is it just yeah i got you or is it just if you're good you're good and you're gonna get noticed one way or another like what what's your what's your kind of there's gonna be thoughts on that we're lucky that a lot of Saskatchewan and Western Canadian artists are being recognized in the community that you're speaking of. Right. But the truth is, is that we yeah, are our I mean, clearly, own community yeah. or our, our own opportunity, our own opportunity. Mm. You know, there's things that I would say um, really distinguish our sound and people that are privy to it uh, recognize that. Um Canada has a great, the Canadian market's great, and there's a lot of, and it, of course, you know, you got to pay credit where it's due. There were big movements this decade in that genre, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, like whatever. Kind of woke call it. people up to, woke people up worldwide to looking for something that just was a little more authentic, a little more fun, a little more intelligent, a little more intelligent. And just by that active search that people had um you get to you find what you find you know right and it goes right back to that sense of community you like you like coulter and you discover bell's music through his first record and then you listen to bell's music and or even if you listen to bell and have never even heard of coulter before um you know within her community up here that they discover him right and and it kind of goes down the line whether it's uh you know shit Clayton Linthicum from Casey and Clayton his dad's a badass rodeo cowboy from Saskatchewan and the whole rodeo scene you know knew what was going down with Casey and Clayton before anybody no kidding I, that's funny I'm gonna have well to, I uh, think so I no, mean I, I know just, a lot I, of cowboys I didn't realize that, that was his last name I didn't all right yeah I know a, a lot of guys that were listening to their stuff um, and Wood Mountain. They're from Wood Mountain. It is a great rodeo and it's, you know, mm. I think it's the oldest in Saskatchewan, the oldest rodeo and they're Wood Mountain kids. And, you know, you just, everything's connected dots. You, you find your access points and, and, and Saskatchewan artists are benefiting from that. So you almost see it like, yeah. like 
you you almost see it as a bit of an advantage the fact that you have you know maybe maybe not the the access to the market quite as much but at the same time you have the support and the community that maybe makes up for the fact that you might lack in the the population density and the say mm-hmm. Easily, yeah, easily that, accessible it's market. The Sask advantage. Yeah, the Sask advantage. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Sask advantage. <laughs> that's what it's right. That's what they coined it. There you go. The uh, powers that be. That's what they coined. That's it. right. It's funny. I guess my my take on on this kind of situation, I suppose, um, as an American looking at it, I mean, I don't know. Like when I discovered Coulter, I think he he was of the Sask artists probably the first one that I was introduced to Yeah. to my buddy, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Shout out. Sam. He also showed me Tyler Childers. He's a good friend. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and term, he, he got me into all this, but, um, I guess my, my take on it is, I mean, you, you listen to somebody and it's like, you find out they're Canadian and it's like, well, that's different. You know, like, I don't know. You don't hear a ton about Canadian artists, uh down here you know so it's just it's different so it makes you kind of think a little bit i guess um and then all of a sudden i started finding out about more people and it just seemed like there's a couple months stretch there where every other new artist i found that i liked was all from canada or saskatchewan specifically (laughs) it's like (laughs) oh wow that's crazy you know like core blonde and you know corb's Corb's an alberta guy but he's an og man that yeah. was doing things for our community uh, and a really unique portion of the Western music and the Canadian Western country music. Um, yeah. He's an OG. I, he blew, say, I think it's Corb that kind of blew the doors open for us. And and now we get to kind of walk through the, those doors. So I yeah. like to pay him a lot of a lot of respect. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely get that, had, that feeling. Had, from had to be a pretty – For sure. I always, I mean, I I love your guys's take on uh, tying knots in the devil's tail. I uh, listen to that quite oh, often. Oh God, that, that that had to be a, like, that had hey, to be who, a fun one to go in there and record. Who who all is in that? Well, who all, I, I've been that, that's that's you three. Corb. Yeah, dude, talk about bucket list shit for me. That's right? cool as hell, man. Fuck, dude, I I literally I I I, I where'd you even see that? Because I've been trying to figure out for for certain who all is in that. Like a new Corb was in it, but I could I was like I kept every time I hear it, I'm like that sounds like Blake. That sounds like Blake, but I had never seen that. I was actually you. So that's good. You guys just put my mind at ease. I'm so glad. But, I uh, I I uh, it was a fun experience. That had to be man. a fun one. Like. It was honored to be brought in, um, and it, it's a testament to you know culture, understanding, and really supporting community. That was that was a huge yeah. that was a huge opportunity for me. That's really cool. But then like got to work with Dave, got to work with Dave Cobb. That's nice yeah. to be oh, able to yeah. experience. And not only that, he took us out for pizza. Damn. He liked a real cool deep dish no place, shit. and he insisted on Ooh. deep dish pizza, and he paid for it. Chicago style. Chicago style. I now believe, you're speaking my. I believe so. Like we had, we had a little so like, group. Of, we had a little. This is. You can keep going, but we had a, we had a couple of just random rapid fire questions we wanted to throw at you, and this is, this is a perfect time. Pineapple on pizza. Go. 
Oh yeah, that was one of them. That was one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Second to man, second to Mandarin oranges on pizza. I seen that. Oh, I. Sh- I how did I wrong. forget about that? Fuck is wrong with you, Blake. About that. Jesus. Did you see me reply to you? My, hey. <laughs> did you see what I replied to you? Mandarin oranges and pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my Jesus, God. fuck. Did you see what I replied oh. to you on Twitter on your photo of that? Yeah, I did. Uh, I know. Uh, that made That's that made me laugh. Jesus. No, that was. That was a happy accident. Yeah, I like pineapples on my pizza because I was raised right. Okay, All and oh, don't you don't you take shots at my I, parents like was, that? My mom listens to these. They're good folks, and they raised me right. Now. No pineapple on pizza. Hmm. Interesting, because I'm like, oh, dude, we good? Was that me? We live? We're good. Now you're we good. Gotcha. Hey, you know, was, you know who doesn't like pineapples on their pizza? Who's that? The good Lord. He cut us off. Yeah, um, um, what was I going to say there? Yeah, I, I came home from Christmas, and I was hungry, and I I grew up. My mom would put pineapple on with ham on pizza mm-hmm. when we were kids, so uh, that's what I grew up eating, I guess, with pizza. Right. And I got home, and I didn't have any pineapple to put on my homemade pizza, except I had all these Christmas oranges, and I was like, oh, wow, well, shit. <laughs> that's how Probably that tastes exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It was really good. I had I had Christmas ham so and mandarin oranges and homemade uh, tomato sauce that I gave everybody as Christmas gifts. You might have to email um, like Nat. Uh... Those are your Christmas gifts. Yeah, man. I made tomato sauce for my whole family. I see. Jarred, oh, I seen you on I jarred, Instagram I live. Jarred homemade tomato sauce. You were just a cooking up a storm there. Yeah, that's what I do. I get high and I cook and I go on Instagram live. That's awesome. That's. <laughs> <laughs> There's worse. There's worse things. You to said get that, that one day you went live or whatever, and I was, I was, I was sending you messages or comments or whatever, and you said, "Oh, I'm gonna do this all the time," and then you like, you think you did it like once since then. I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, you? I'm gonna change my Instagram over to a strict cooking channel. Strict cooking, <laughs> but cook stoned, stoned cooking. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, you leave it. You, you don't can totally start me? your own. That could be your fallback. You totally start your own YouTube oh. channel. Stoned cooking yeah. with Blake. Stoned cooking. Yeah. But you have to wear the jumpsuit. Find out. No, you don't have to wear your my jumpsuit. whereabouts. But you better have like a denim apron that you can wear. Like. Yes. Oh sick. my god. Hey, shit, man. That's a pretty good yeah. idea. I've never thought about. That's it. a re- yeah. You better. I do not have no, one. You better. You better yeah. talk to well, talk to the guy who made the jumpsuit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. You know what you get? Just a. There's like a, a woodworking apron is denim. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It is. That's true. One of those bad there boys. There you go. Or you could just cut some like know. denim coveralls. You could probably make it work. Like. Cut them up. Yeah. Everyone has a pair of coveralls that don't fit yeah. anymore or something. Wash them up. Fashion it, fashion it into an apron. I mean, if you if you if Cut you the use legs them enough, house, they probably basically. wouldn't be fit for the kitchen. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, that was kind of just a little. Uh, I kind of I kind of interrupted what you were saying. I forget what you were talking about now. <laughs> no, that was funny. Um. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but shall we shall we jump into Casey and Clayton? I'm dying to to get more yeah, into them. Let's do it. Oh man, um, they're um, what uh, I guess I. You asked if I would introduce them, and I'd be pleasure. It'd be a pleasure. Absolutely. I don't know. Strange Country. It's one of my favorite songs. Clayton is a rank, his own style. I know Coulter has said he's the best. He's the best guitar picker in Western Canada, possibly all of Canada. And Man. 
Wow. You know, it there's a there's a really neat um, guitar picking lineage in Saskatchewan. Goes back to a gentleman in Birch Hills. He lives in Birch Hills now. I don't know where he's originally from, but his name's Freddie Pelchier. And Freddie yeah. was Ian Tyson's longtime uh, Telecaster player. All right. And through through fit through Freddie came. I am so proud to say the Telecaster player I play with is a student of Freddie's, Bryce Lewis. And then Clayton Linthicum is another one. Um, and you can hear it in his guitar style. I'm a huge fan. And his cousin Casey sings like no else. Uh, they understand harmony and they understand melody and they're brilliant. And Jeff Tweedy recognizes this and produces them. And their last two records were done by Jeff Tweedy of Wilco. Oh, wow. uh, they tour the world with whoever it may be ray lemontang too they're just they're just wow the hip kids are are into it and they're blowing up and they're badasses and i'd like us to play strange country that's uh all right that's some damn good company right there i mean you're name dropping some pretty some pretty big names there so so we got strange country from casey and clayton Hope you enjoy it. Coming up. Smell the new moon, hey. 
we are back. Those were those were my homies, Casey and Clayton. Strange country. Good tune, hey. Great tune. Great tune, eh? Great tune, eh? Cool style. We're we're slowly converting. I'm Mike. In. I'm figuring slowly it out. Converting Mike to speak Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured out how to say actually, He tweeted out and actually had to type I the words A H question mark the other day, and it was awesome. Hey, yeah, there you go. We're wearing on you, man. Yeah. Nice time to <laughs> nice time to recognize that uh, Team Canada won the World Juniors hey, today. Hey, they did. They kicked oh, Russia's God. ass. Oh God, Garrett well, was Snapchatting me all day about that. This. Was a hell of a game. Oh, that's, Canada Russia. That juniors. was a hell of a game. It's real, man. Like, hell of Garrett, a game. It is. It is NFL wild card football today. Yeah, that's not and as important, guys. What? Apparently, it's juniors. That was a hell of a, that was a hell of a game, Canada. man. Up in Canada, from from whatever it is, Boxing Day until today. Other sports, other sports do not matter in Canada. No, and it's super fun. It brings people exactly. together. I see everybody loves each that's other. That's so funny because I seen this tweet. It was from one of them sports guys. I forget who. It was some guy. Whatever. I don't remember who he was. He just said, uh, "Well, it's about that time of year to let a uh, group of eighteen to twenty-two year olds control my happiness level for the next two weeks." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so I funny. Yeah, I do that so year funny. round with college. Sports. Yeah, I guess you guys have. Your I just think they're right. such good kids too. I just think that they're well spoken and they got. A, they just seem like when when you watch the World Juniors, I always feel proud of that age group of young men. Definitely, man. I always do. Yeah, I'm always like, you know what? That's a lot of responsibility. They got heart. They're representing their country. It's it's do or die man yeah. get on in there and they just played great hockey they played, so i was super they pumped. played great and they played with passion i couldn't have been happier that uh that that fellow that scored the go-ahead goal there he had i think he they said he'd played about four minutes up until then they threw him on the ice because the captain uh got injured there he was okay he, he came back shot. to the game but he got to fill in for the line and he got to be the guy that scored yeah. scored the big goal so that was that was a hell of a yeah. hell of a moment pretty special fun to watch special day fun to watch man oh canada oh yeah congrats Absolutely. guys thanks i'm man. happy thanks, for man. you no appreciate it maybe next year uh, guys down in the states you guys <laughs> let's let's she kicked you <clears throat> since since we are one third american today i'm gonna right. pull it away okay. from hockey um and back back to some music shit um and <laughs> and one thing one thing that i i couldn't help but notice um was Blake? You're drinking some some interesting beverages over there. You wanna, what what is that you're sipping on there? Drinking President's Choice Blonde Brew, uh, de-alcoholized lager beer. That was my first one. <laughs> and then I have a currently I have a, a Grolsch non-alcoholic beer. Nice. The President's so, Choice is superior non-alcoholic beer. Fun fact. That that's a good good insight there, um, but taking this to a music level um you are sober right now congrats that is awesome yeah um yeah yeah i want to interject i've never used that word sober i mean yeah i mean that makes it seem like you had a problem i guess i think it makes it i think i think that's a commitment and i'm cool with commitment but i found myself in periods where it's really worked for me um yeah you know, so I, and I'm a words guy, right? Word words have power, so I, I try and choose my words correctly, and I never use the word sober for that reason. Um, yeah. But I did 15 months, and that was awesome. Like, it just like I said, sort of when we were queuing up the podcast, um, 
It seemed like a lot of really good stuff, coincidentally aligned with me not drinking a lot of booze and any booze. Um, and then it, it, it kind of, you know, I counter that with I really enjoy the experience and the art form of actually brewing beers and making distilling alcohol. I like the tea. I've loved the taste of scotch. I go through periods of digging on craft beers, and then sometimes I just like a Coors or uh, I love PBRs. And my snooty beer drinking buddies, uh, craft beer drinking buddies, they they attack me for the love of PBR. But I know where <laughs> they're coming from. I love a good craft. I love a good craft beer too. Like I love. I I go through periods of liking um, IPAs and stouts, but. You know, we're, we're, I think there's going to be a market open up for non-alcoholic or de-alcoholized craft beers because like we said, the drinking and driving laws, which I guess that that's what they should be. People obviously shouldn't be drinking and driving, but kind of robs you the experience of having a craft beer as well. So right. I'd like to see that become a thing. Um, and I think it is, I think there's some de-alcoholized stouts. I know it's a different process and it's, a uh, couple guys I know they said it's it's a much more difficult process, but it's doable. And that there's, um, I believe, if, uh, Portland, American Northwest is really yeah. embracing the non-alcoholic craft beer. So it's pretty cool. It know. sounds like a Portland thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, like... man. I'm into it right now. Mm. So I haven't drank since I haven't drank since August, and I'm the train. The train is moving along very smoothly. Good. Looking yeah. good. That, that's awesome. Good. Writing good. Yeah. yeah. You look yeah. great. You, you just look fantastic. <laughs> and money. Yeah. You're glowing. Boy, you, <laughs> you sure save money. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. Yeah, no shit. Here, man. Yeah. Mike Mike doesn't yeah. realize um, how lucky they have it down there. They got to pay half the price we well, got to pay. Almost. You know what? No but shit. It's I didn't that, know that. It's that uh, large price in alcohol and tobacco that pays for our health care. So that's true. That's true. We're not, yeah. we're not going to complain about that. Full circle. Yep. Full yeah. circle is right. Um, um, but anyways, going, taking a music standpoint on this, there are several like no, notable musicians out there who are, now I know you're not using the word sober, but they use the word sober long term. Shut it, shut it down. Maybe. Um, but, um, yeah, like Jason Isbell, BJ Barham of American Aquarium, um, you know, they, they're, they've been not drinking for a while and, um, they're, they're both great artists and, um, I, you know, I've seen negative comments, like, especially, uh, American Aquarium, BJ Barham, like people like, oh, you're a better musician when you were drinking and like negative stuff like that. I've always just kind of been curious on, on how that not drinking affects, songwriting affects kind of how you operate as a musician just kind of the the difference there i think you're going to come to revelations when you compare the two uh i know that i wrote a better song for myself when i wasn't under the influence of a drug or alcohol so in my own interpretation of what i do if i feel like i'm writing better material who's anybody else to say i wasn't and if someone right. is like, oh, Bergman was writing way better shit when he was drunk, like that's their opinion, man. And I'm cool with them listening to those tunes and enjoying those tunes. 
and yeah. I'm just going to write the best songs with, you know, to and draw on whatever inspiration comes. And I work best when I have a clear head. So yeah. <clears throat> for me, and then, and then with that said, I, I like have such uh, massive respect for BJ and for Jason. And I, I actually don't know their exact reasons. No one, you know, everybody has their own reason why they make their decisions. But I, it's anybody that anybody that challenges sobriety is an idiot. Like, well, (laughs) straight up, man. If you're like, oh man, you're a bitch, you're because you're not. (laughs) That guy's an idiot. So I mean, mean, some of the strongest people are the ones that have to go through that and actually deal with their own problems and and come through the other side. You know no, what I mean? of course like, you're not like, a bitch. You like, gotta be. You almost well, gotta be stronger than most people to to come through something like that, right? Well, absolutely, yes. So, <laughs> you gotta be in tune. You gotta recognize um, a better. You gotta recognize what makes life better. Be self self aware. If it's yeah. worth it, then you make those decisions. Be self aware. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I mean, I I, I personally, I don't. I'll I'll I like whiskey. I'll enjoy a whiskey, but I don't. I don't drink whi- I don't drink whiskey to to drink whiskey anymore because I personally act like a complete asshole when I when I drink whiskey. So well, I stay far away from it. Makes two of us, bro. Like I say, makes like I said, I'll, I'll have one or two. I, I can make that uh, a, a, th- a third it's, over here, uh, buddy. Just, just <laughs> as I, my friend. As I take a sip out of my when whiskey. I'm out, yeah, I mean, but when I'm out in public sure and with people, sometimes. it's it's not for <laughs> it's me. It's a uh, it's a glass. I got it. So. It looks like there's beer in it, but it's it's, it's funny. Uh, it's actually a gift from one of my students. It was a very odd gift. Hmm. Yeah, man, I see each to their own. Like if you're if you're wrecking your own life and wrecking other people's lives, then give your head a shake and get your shit together mm-hmm. and quit the booze. And I, I you give know, your balls I, a tug. Well, I don't know about what that means really in context. Letter Kenny? No, no. Oh, I don't know. Letter Kenny. We just opened. It's a reference. We just right? opened that, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Oh, TPB. TPB. That was one of our questions. TPB. That, that was, was one of our questions, questions dude. Was well, Park Boys or Letterkenny? Letterkenny. I gotta go with TPB. Cut it out. It's a classic. I also probably have to go TPB. Nah. We spent some good quality time last night watching Ricky some. And the boys. You said it. Hey, you said it. Quality time. Quality time. You said it. Oh yeah. You said it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good stuff. Um, For any Americans listening, yeah, that's... if you've never watched Trailer Park Boys, high, yeah, Trailer Park uh, Boys, get, man, you get a high and highly. Oh, rec- shut, dude, come on! America's not that out of touch. Well, I don't dude, know. You never on. know. You never know. Uh, maybe. Oh, it's uh, crazy the know. success. If you that, haven't watched uh, Trailer, Trailer Park, Park Boys, Boys, that goes for Canadians too. If you never watched Trailer Park Boys and you like this podcast, you probably m- will enjoy. Well, you go into it with go an open it mind because it's, it's hilarious. I promise. Well, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is. Yeah. So just and then you make your decision from there. If you feel that there's a brilliance to it, continue watching. If you don't, then yeah. watch something else. Yeah, watch something else. Whatever. Yeah, like Letter Kenny or huh? my my probably my all time favorite Canadian TV show ahead of Trailer Park Boys and Letter Kenny would be Red Green Show. Oh Ooh. yeah, right on, man. Just throwing that out there. Right on. I yeah. you, I was expecting yeah. something like Do South. I thought you were gonna say Do South or Degrassi Junior High. Degrassi. Is that Canadian? 
Degrassi. God. Dude, that's so funny. You got to watch that in like life skills class or something in high school. That's how Drake, that's how Drake that? got his start, man. Straight away from <laughs> that country show music educated, That show educated the nation. Exactly. That's what it did. It educated us as, as kids about real yeah. life, man. As young adults. I, young adults. That's right. I'm not up. I'm not up to to date on my Degrassi knowledge. I'm sorry. All right. That's I didn't even know it was Canadian. Yeah. So what do we got next, Mike? Well, you what do know. We got next, what's going on? Um. Well, you had a question, didn't you, for for Blake? I did have a question. It kind of. Um, did we want to do the question, or do we want to go into get some of the top five? Let's hop into our top five. Yeah. Let's get fuck some it. of that out of the way. Yeah. We're gonna so, break it up this week a little bit. Yeah. So, so this week we're going to do, uh, so we're, we're fresh into 2020, um, and we just want to look back on, on the decade that just came to a close. And, uh, there, there was a fantastic decade for, for music. Um, whether, I mean, uh, yeah, it just was, um, and there's some highlights. So we, we wanted to pick out the five top five albums from it, um, like country Americana albums, Red Dirt albums, um, or obviously, as we know, all those things are really just country, in my opinion. Um, other words for saying country music, good country music. Um, mm-hmm. But we wanted to kind of recap on those. Um, and yeah, so we, we picked out five is, is a very difficult task, I know, yeah. for all of us, because <laughs> uh, five is just not a big enough number, but we can't can't do more than five. So um I don't know, Garrett. Do you want to start us off with your number five here? I can kick us off here. I'll, uh, like you said, this was I flip flopped. I think I changed number five here about five or six times, honestly, throughout the course of today. Yeah. Um, number five for me, and I I kind of struggle with this because uh, I tried to keep, like I try I tried to make my top five based off of impact. And impact both on the country music world and impact on an artist's career as a whole kind of thing were kind of my criteria that I had in my brain when I was kind of making this. And so, so number five, yeah, like I said, I mean, there was, there was four or five albums that I kind of rotated number five throughout the day. And I'm kind of coming down with this one. In the last half hour here, I've still been thinking about this the whole time. I'm gonna go last half hour. That's during the podcast. During the podcast, I've been thinking about this <laughs> in the back of my mind. Oh boy! So uh, number five is, uh, and I like I said, recency bias kind of trying, kind of played with me a little bit because I kind of thought I was like, you know what? If it came out in 2019, and it was maybe a top five of 2019. Is it just, do I love it that much because it's new or do I love it that much because it's genuinely that good, right? To be involved with the rest of the decade. And so number five for me is uh, one from Ian No. It's uh, 2019's Between the Country. And uh, that was one that, again, the reason I went with it was simply because in five years time i feel like we're going to be talking about this album and saying that was his moment that was really you know 
you can always in five years you can go back and listen to this as as if you just listened to it yesterday and still be blown away with the with the songwriting and the just everything that he has to offer on that album and yeah. i when i first listened to it it blew me away it was it's it's a fantastic album and it's just it was just one that when i started looking at the rest of my list that was kind of in rotation for number five here it was it was just kind of a cut above the rest for me anyway yeah so and again it's my Uh, list so (laughs) nobody else has to agree with me but yeah that's what i'm going with between the country by ian no that's a good one. And I, I know we're trying to get through these a little yeah, quicker than, we'll than, than past. So um, I'll go to mine. Blake, I'll let you go go third and take us home on this. Um, but my number five, I, I know we're trying to go a little faster on time, but I'm going to tell a little story with it. Um, it's Luke Bell's self-titled album um, from 2016. Um, I'll kill the suspense there. It's It's that and it's a fantastic album it's one of my favorites um and i don't know what happened to him after that he kind of released this great album and then just vanished i don't know i know Do you what, know blake i know what happened to him do you really hell yeah what luke yeah no i mean i don't know exactly what happened to luke oh. but he's still he's still a part of the community he's he did kind of like when when that album sort of found its day like the light that it deserved uh he was he was kind of the guy in the nashville community at the time and i don't know whether he got disenfranchised with the with the um attention or what but i think he just wanted to follow a different follow a different uh muse and he did that really you know yeah he got playing with two other great musicians um a different style of music he started playing in different communities he was still performing lots. Um, and then, you know, he'd, I would be in Nashville and we would cross paths and it would be United the Legion. And then he would be, you know, rambling man, you know, that's the, wow. that's the beauty really cool. of Luke. He's a, ram- he's a rambling man. He writes good songs and rambles. It's great. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so glad that I added him on here. That's a cool I've been I've been wondering for years yeah, now, man. Um cool uh, what he was what's what's he been up to? I know a lot of other people have too, so that's, that's a great. Cool insight on that. Yeah, I, yeah, we yeah. played a show at um it was in Huntington, West Virginia. And it was in uh Sep oh I forget I believe it was September of twenty seventeen. Maybe it, my date's wrong, but it was for WB's party and Luke was playing it and we were playing it man. and it was super fun man like just an awesome night with the guy so yeah yeah saw him at a wedding yeah he's that's, that's awesome thank he's a great guy man i i got to meet yeah thank Thanks you for so that much, I, I got to meet him once at uh yeah at a music i met him once at a music festival in iowa he was opening up for dwight yokum and alan jackson oh yeah and, really uh, sweet yeah and and me and my buddy uh sam who i mentioned earlier we were we were drinking a little too much, uh, a little too early. So after Luke's show, we went and got some cheese curds to try to sober up. And uh, Luke, Luke Bell is walking by, and Sam hollered something at him, and and he comes over. And we, you know, when you're drinking, you know, your eyes are bigger than your stomach, so we had way too many cheese curds. And he come over, and he helped us finish them. And 
he invited us back. He's like, hey, we got a cooler full of PBRs uh, backstage if you want to save some money on some beers for a bit and come drink with us. So we, he let us back there and then kind of shot the shit with, to, with him for a while. So he's a great dude and, and loved his music. And then, yeah, I've, I've been wondering for for years now he's a, what he's been up to. He's so. a great dude and he's been really good to me and I, I respect his sense to ramble. That's ramble awesome. on, yeah, Luke. Absolutely. When you listen to this, brother, you ramble on, baby. <laughs> thanks oh yeah thank thanks for sharing right. that blake that's well, awesome man yeah thank you yeah, yeah. Well, no problem <clears throat> why don't you go ahead and give us your t- your number five for the decade of, um, that was the yeah 2010s. that was this was a fun task when uh, you guys said uh of the year and i think that would have been obviously it was been a lot easier and to to give the decade that that was super fun. I kind of had to draw my own rules and I too, one of the factors was impact. You have to go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you talk, it's like, I left the, I left that open ended. It's like impact on whatever, if they impacted something, then that kind of weighed in. And then the other half to my rules was just songwriting. I just did all starts with the song. If that. you're a good songwriter, mm-hmm. that shit will rise to the top and that's what gives you legacy. So, I gave it a tie. I copped out and I gave it a tie. And um, uh oh, yeah, a tie. You know, we all have our bu- Yeah, you goddamn right, it's a tie. <laughs> Make your own fucking rules. That's all right. Yeah, I will. Um, will forever. Uh, number five, clearly, Childers is the ba- the biggest the name of the last few years, and I yeah, think I his Purgatory record is a top five album oh, of the last ten years. For sure, because of the community that it brought to the forefront of the mainstream. God damn right. I think. I think he exposed the Appalachian region, and he was the guy to do it, and he did it in an effective way that resonated with people beyond the Appalachia. Beautiful. So, and they found their own sense of community and their own their own pride in their geography, where they're from, through his uh, representation of his region, uh, and I know that rings true for me. I, I, uh, you know, once experiencing Tyler for the first time, befriending, listening to the music, getting to meet his community, it forced me to be like, oh yeah, well, what what do I write about that's about home? And it, home has always been something really important for me to write about, but it it forced me to sort of look at it more intently and more uh, deeply. So. And that's influenced, you know, it, uh, of course it's going to influence your writing when you, when you, someone else is doing a really good job at representing where they're from. You want to do a good job at representing where you're from. So that's my kudos to the movement that is Tyler Childers. I also think that he brought, um, hey man, you call it what you want, but I think he, he assisted in the, in the collective consciousness. I think he did. I think he wrote yeah. songs that forced people to look at certain things in our world with a through a different lens and we're more accepting of those concepts and that is just a step in the right direction you know like universal sound born again Man. these these bigger deeper concepts so as far as impact oh, goes to say born again that's that song for me is just gives me goosebumps every time i listen to it i'm not gonna lie and it's packaged up so great with the music oh. and the adi- the style and everything that it was delivered as. Um, and then I tied it with my wife's because shit, she can write a song, man. 
she can. Yeah. For me, it kind of the buck drops there. And it was a very emotional she was really emotionally connected to the music. And I think that when grown ass men heard her stuff, it, it just broke something down inside you. It just takes a little piece of something that makes you just slightly more compassionate, slightly more generous, slightly more understanding. That was the effects that her music had on me. And I've seen that, ef that effect that her music has on other men. So I struggled with giving her an honorable mention because of the bias that she's mm -hmm. my life partner. Um, <laughs> Amen. But you know what? I have good a massive amount of respect. Music, I have a massive day. amount of respect for her and a massive amount of respect for Tyler. And those two records are pretty important records to yes. to how I experienced country music in the last 10 years. That's fantastic. I mean, if those are, if those yeah. two are your number five, I, I can't wait what you see to see what you got for four through one. Because and I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it no makes kidding. me want to comment, too, because Purgatory was the one that I really flip-flop with going into my number five. But. I'm glad I'm glad it got in there yeah. at least with yours because I I didn't want to put it in there because I feel like maybe I kissed Childers's ass too much maybe I I mentioned him a lot so I didn't want to include it just to be different but oh man of course mentioned him a lot if it were and if you know, it you know what if it were if it were my list just listing the ones that I enjoyed and not taking into account the other the other things that go into it that would have been top three for sure but no i'm glad i'm glad and uh, beautifully beautifully said by the way what you had to say about childers's purgatory there that was you hit the nail you hit the nail yeah. on the head there covered beautiful. a lot of End of those yeah. those two records covered a lot of ground for me on a personal level yeah you, so, you couldn't have yeah. said that better you couldn't have said that better yeah, yeah. cool very very well spoken all right let's go to let's go to our fours all here. right my uh, number four was uh, one that when I first when I first kind of got back back into country music, at least in this realm, this was I think I've said before, I think maybe the first guy that I other than Coulter and Tyler, excuse me, that I went looking for. I mean, like we said before, you kind of have to start diving into into artists one by one and figure out figure out what you enjoy and and whatnot and I just I just remember this guy as as one that was the first one I turned to I think and and this record I feel like was one that really um really kinda I mean he had he had previous releases that introduced his sound and and made him who he is but I feel like this one I mean there's just not a song on this album that that you're going to go ahead and skip or or say that's not a beautifully written song or even if it's not that complex if it's beautifully per performed and so my number four is uh anyway my number four is adobe sessions by cody jinks of 2015 and uh like i said that's yeah one of my favorites by far of the decade and i think it's probably my favorite overall of his I did really love what he just recently released with uh, After the Fire. But this one, I feel like when people think Cody Jinks, I think they think of this album. And so. Excellent, excellent cover art on that. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah. But, no, I, 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 I just, uh, I love the hell, I love this album and one for I mean, me. yeah, you talk about music, yeah, music making you feel emo- like hitting emotions and stuff. I had my my buddy uh, song for the first time uh, uh, in Peoria last summer and. Uh, he was he was crying on my shoulder just listening to songs off of that album live for the first time. So it's, Fantastic. it's one of those things that you get from live music. You know, it just hits it hits those those heartstrings. You know, but definitely for me it. that's my number four. Uh, so like I said, I mean it's my list, and you can agree or disagree. Yeah. But um, for me, that one's that one yeah. sticks out for me in the 2010s. It was one of the really great yeah, albums. My, my number four, I'll be pretty brief with it. Um, it's a new one from 2019, so like you said, it's kind of hard to gauge these new albums because, especially on impact, because they're new. Right. Um, but I think I think this album is going to have a ton of impact in years to come, and it's a pretty groundbreaking album um, from a great band, oh. uh, and they're rising very fast. So we talked about them a bit last week. But uh, my number four is Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold by Mike and the Moon Pies. Flames. Yeah, it's a uh, god, goddamn man. It, you popped it it's up just, there in the decade list, eh? We popped it. I know it's it's list. quick. It's it's quick, but I, I think it's gonna have a big impact. I it's, do too. It's so it's so good. Uh, just just the sound. The it's so well written and it was my. N- I think. That's my number one for the year for sure, hands down. Oh, it's it's for the year, yeah, definitely number one for the year. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to interrupt you, Mike, for a minute, I mean, no, you're good. For for a for a band, a a honky tonk band from from Texas, to drop this album, and having recorded it with, I believe, a full on orchestra symphony whatever you want to call it um overseas not just the symphony the london symphony orchestra the london symphony orchestra like that's for them for a for a honky-tonk band from texas to go record that overseas bring it back and drop it the same day as guys like there was a few like there was a few albums coming out that day that everybody was pretty excited for that's a big day and just to drop it with no build-up, nothing, and pretty much in the weeks yeah. after, after all the hype kind of died out, everybody's like, okay, this was easily the best recording of that day. And then, I mean, in the months the months yeah. previous, here we are now, I mean, that's no joke. That was the best record of 2019. It's not it's not close. I mean, Blake, you tweeted that yourself. It's it's the best record, not the country, best country record. The best record, period. So, Done. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah hands like, down like it, i think the circumstances of it too like i said are just just add to that so much it's so cool and it's just a fucking yeah it's fun just a hell of an album i like i like i like what i really liked about that record was i understood the nuance and the comedy of it all i thought it was uh there was a there was a really solid middle finger and i it's, i respect is brilliance and the songs there just isn't anybody in any vein of well especially country music that had that kind of um composition to the music mm. great yeah. point maybe there's some in some conscious hip-hop they really 
they have really good solid composition in the instrumental but the, the record that they made the it's a great point that mike and the guys made is incredible yeah yeah but didn't make yeah. my top five of the decade sorry boys Sorry, boys. Not a decade. It's all right. I, I got you. Mike's got you, yeah. Out of the decade. All right. I'm glad that all ours are All right, Blake. What's your four? So. <laughs> anyway, go yeah. ahead, Blake. Yeah. Number four. Um, Copped out again, boys. Got another time. Number four. It was <laughs> too good. I'm sorry. We're actually listening to Blake's top ten. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but they just spoke to me on such equal levels. I know I'm breaking the rules. That's but okay. I was really, I'm a really big fan of Lone Wolves. I'm a big fan of... Uh, artists that recognize who they are in the most unique sense of themselves and and just do their thing period and this decade to me that was Hayes Carl and was Jason Isbell mm. for just being like fuck yeah two man. artists that can write out th that just strive to outwrite themselves is kind of how I recognize it and um, if I had to put it down to albums it would be Hayes Carl's Lovers and Leavers record and I think that was 2016, and Isbel's Southeastern record, mm. 2013. Yeah. Uh, what, can, what can you say about that? I mean, then the impact is you know the jury's not out on the impact that those guys had. I really respected Isbel for really showing the support to the communities that he supported, and taking the political stances that he t has taken. And I really respect Hayes Carl for the for the same reasons, exact same reasons. His op ed in no depression was fucking outlaw man hmm. like end of story like everybody i just have a lot of respect for those guys and i don't i don't know i don't think i don't think hayes is sober i know jason is but i got drunk with hayes one night so he wasn't that night <laughs> um, <laughs> at least that night <clears throat> yeah i think he i think he likes beers and hoot so yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. In which which album's better, Lovers and Leavers or Southeastern? I don't know. I listen to them with the it's same tough. muscles. You know I it's, listen to them in the exact same. It's way. hard. It's hard to. It's hard to pick one. But but kind of like you said, I, I, I mean, had to pick one as well. But just the fact that, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll let Mike go on that one. I mean, uh, just for me, just the fact that that was kind of his coming out party as as a solo artist and. Um, just just the, the the way that album sounded and the way it was written um you could you could really get the feel that i mean for me it just kind of sounds like that i mean if we were sitting there in the year that that was released i think that was one like we said that maybe five years down the road you just know right away that that's one that people are going to be talking about for quite some time so yeah, yeah, there were there were a lot of legacy records made in this decade. Yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, let's let's scoot to number we'll three. Number three, um, and then we'll take a break from that, and we'll move on. Yeah, but uh, my number three, back to me. Uh, this one came out in 2015. This was an, this one was a fun one for me to add because I wasn't sure if I was gonna add it, and then I was like, "There's no way I can't." because of the impact that this had um not only not only in our kind of universe but um as as a country album in the mainstream and as a whole i mean i don't know the actual statistics on this but i believe this has been the most purchased 
country album of the last like since it came out i mean last five years end of the decade people love this album and i can see why this guy is a hell of a songwriter like and has written songs that you might not even realize that he wrote it's uh chris stapleton's 2015 release traveler and uh like i said the 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 impact of this album really really sold it for me as my number three because i feel like this was at least in the mainstream this one has such a huge impact on what we're hearing you know maybe i mean i'm spitballing here but maybe maybe from guys that like sound a little more traditional on the radio now you know what i mean i think he i think he got through and they shut the door behind him I think he proved himself as a member of the community and has uh, the talent that we could only pray for to have in a pinky finger. Right. And he was maybe maybe too good for the times, and he got in, and I think they knew that if more artists like him got into the mainstream, that sound would control the mainstream. That's right, because, I mean, this is we just talked about this. I mean, he kind of proved that mainstream radio listeners and – whoever was listening to this could actually dig into some deep lyrics and some songs with actual substance and, and songwriting that actually meant something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jamie Johnson was the guy that kind of did that for me before Stapleton. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah you're not Jamie kidding. Johnson's an OG for sure. I mean, Absolutely. in the last 10 years, in the yeah. last 10 years. I just the reason like I said the reason I included this was just because of the fact that I mean even if you are say listening to I mean I don't listen to it but I know for a fact he gets played on stations like Sirius is the highway which plays mostly garbage I'm not gonna lie to you but you'll yeah, still I mean, you'll yeah, still hear Stapleton on there it, you know what I mean and I I, I I I mean personally it's my list like I said personally I respect yeah. what he does, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's got a hell of a voice, and and I just feel like I just yeah, feel like takes... this this album kind of kicked the door down for him, and I feel like he's one of the good ones in the mainstream that we can really maybe uh, yeah I mean it, use it, to our advantage. It definitely takes a rap for or it takes some shit for being mainstream, but yeah, he's he's good. He and, does, but at the same I mean, time, um, a lot of guys get shit for hitting the mainstream when. Yeah, I, but man, each to their yeah. own. If you want to be in the mainstream, go and be in the mainstream. If you don't want nothing to do with that shit, don't have nothing to do with exactly. that shit. If you want to get what you can from the mainstream and then have nothing to do with that shit, get what you can and then have nothing to do with that shit. But I mean, for me, I yeah. mean, do, I, do you? I want you know? I want the mainstream to be the guys that we're talking about on here, right? Right. They they're the deserving ones. Yeah, you know, I get that for sure. And you know what? When a when that's why like when the, like sorry when to interrupt you Blake, comes... but that's why like that's why i have to pay respect to to this album and and him himself because he's a at the end of the day he's a songwriter and he, his his music to me means has has meaning and substance to it that people in the masses actually appreciate instead of just yeah red cup and red solo cup and it to death you know what i mean Man, you and I can a hundred percent agree with that, a hundred percent. I think that it's a yeah. great, it's a great gateway drug to the community for sure. Right. 
Exactly. They have to go down that rabbit hole somehow. And if if Stapleton's the one that's going to make him do that, then I'm so for it. Like, so for it. For sure. Man, I wish I could sing like him. I can't sing like that. (laughs) You know? And rightfully so that he's achieved the acclaim that he's achieved. Mm -hmm. It's it's raw talent and... He's a talented guy, that's for sure. I mean, it can go to anybody, but when the raw talent kind of breaks through, all I'm saying is that once he was through, I think the industry recognized that that shit can't get real big or else it'll it'll topple what their agenda is. And, you know, I, I love Chris Stapleton, and I think that there's more room for authentic, real music like that, but then you're gonna see the different industry uh, benefit. That's a, that's a different a vein yeah. of the industry benefit. And that's going to, and I mean, cat, you know, the guys that you, the, the guys that you guys support for the most part on your podcast are the ones that, you know, just kind of don't give a shit. They just want to play true. good music and play to the most people that they can play to. And if you're in, you're in. And if you're out, you're out. And be good to who's good to you. End of story, no matter who it is. You know? That's true. So, like, I love yeah. Chris Stapleton. And yeah, I love and a whole ton of other artists that aren't going to get the acclaim that he's got. That's right. Because the door is closed. As do I. Exactly. I mean, we're trying to open that. That that's door what I mean. will like, be open. What Mike's saying right now, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, I just feel like, like, I mean, I have so much passion. And I know Mike does too. And I feel like he probably, I'm probably taking words out of his mouth right now too. We both have so much passion for, for what we love and these artists that we love that we, that's who we want to see on the radio and, and everybody loving and selling out arenas. And you know what I mean? Like that's, but again, at the, at the same time, that's kind of the beauty of it too, almost in a sense is we're kind of the people that, that realize this is what's going on in front of us. And all these other people are going to realize later on, maybe that they missed out. So there's kind of two sides here and that's conflicting too, but it's just like, like I said, it's just the, the passion we have for it. And I mean, Mike, you can speak on this, but the passion I certainly have for it is why not you guys, you know, why, why not the guys that are putting passion into their songwriting and they're playing and, and, you know, yeah, and you know teeth uh, and the good, the great being in ones. those honky tonks, and you know what I mean. Like, why not those guys? They're they're so much better than some of the stuff that, well, ninety percent of the stuff that you hear on the radio right now, right? And that the Mash- Nashville machine just spews out. Ninety ninety is a bit low. Ninety's probably be a, a probably low. a bit low, but I mean, I mean, I I'm just every, kind of talking. Everything's but. gonna everything's gonna play out how it plays out. You know, that's true. But. Yeah, just going back to the, if I go back to the door analogy, okay, the door is closed, <laughs> as Blake said. Quote, unquote. But it's it's not locked. Yeah, you're right, man. And and if it and if it is locked, there's a key. There you go. And the key is understanding that, hey, there are a bunch of people that appreciate good music still. Like, people, obviously, with looking at this album and i know that's why it made garrett's list is because it, it shows i mean that's not a bad there's not bad songs in that they're well written it's good music you know it, it it's a mainstream album but it shows that people can like that and people will listen to it and people will appreciate lyrics and meaning in songs so i think that's the key to it and it it'll unlock that door it, but i don't know 
Yeah. Maybe a little far-fetched analogy, but... Oh, man, you hit the nail on the head. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Blake. All right, let's let's go to my number three here. Yeah, sorry, I kind of. <laughs> Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, sorry, guys, I kind of got. All right, um, kind of got onto that, but no, that was that was some good that was some good banter though. I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, but my number three, uh, I won't talk overly too much about it because we've already talked about it a bit, or, or about this artist a bit. Uh, it's Tyler Childers. Um, I struggled on which Tyler Childers album to include. Obviously, as an artist, he's had a huge impact. And Blake said that, you know, he's in the last few years, he's kind of been the, the go-to guy, uh, the voice um, for this, like for Americana music and um, all for good reason. Um, so in my choosing of albums, I picked kind of my favorite, um, <laughs> which, you know, whatever, Um and I live at Red Barn um, from 2016, late 2016. Like, I think it was like late December he released it. But I mean, Rock Salt and Nails, he's got that cover on there. Uh, one of my favorite versions of that. And Charleston Girl is one of the most underrated songs of his period. Um, but it's kind of got that that mix, you know, Fall You to Virgie. Uh, you know, I've shed some tears to that, and it's a it's a it's a great album. Um, and I think a lot more people probably need to re- just just listen to that, you know. And but it, that's my number three. I won't talk too much more on it. But uh, huge huge impact that Tyler Childers has made on me. Um, and that album, oh yeah, is a good one. I can agree with that. Uh, yeah. I was uh, I was given a burnt copy of that record. And it was the first time I heard him, and wow. I agree with you. I agree wow. with what you say about it. It's a great record, and it, it yeah. he's, you know, I don't need to dig into it any more than that. It's great songs. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. My right. so here, my Blake. number three, Meta Modern. That's my number three. Ooh. Fuck yeah. Love it. Love it. I think it. that... Um, it just, I remember the first time I heard the first line of the first song, I knew shit was going to be different. Yeah. And, right. and it ends at that. Whoa. That's it. I put it on. I'm thinking of what that I line listen- is right now, and I'm getting chills. I'm not kidding. Yeah. What is it? I've seen What's Jesus play the flames in the lake of fire that I was standing in. Oh, standing there. And I heard that, and I was just like, oh, shit. Here we go. Fuck. Here we go. Yeah. Shit finally is going to be different now for all of us a little bit. Man. That's what I felt. Yeah. So for that, after being on the road for 15 fucking years and then hearing that, I was just like, nice. <sighs> no kidding. That's right. It is because okay. introducing the modern sound of country music. I've seen. Yeah. I had a tweet a while back when that was going Chills. around about, uh, I'd had a picture of goosebumps on somebody's arms and it said, what what song gives you this or whatever? And I I just wrote, introducing metro modern sounds and country music, like that little voice, yeah, like yeah. that little <laughs> intro that he does. Oh my god! Because you know what's coming. Yeah, man. Yeah. When so I listen, that, still that, to this day, I mean, I'll listen to maybe one of those songs individually once in a while if I'm out with people and like trying to introduce them to Sturgill. But for me personally, yeah. when I'm just sitting there with my headphones, I get to listen to the whole thing. 
and it was a it was a really prominent birth of uh like he's he's crazy man he's a character he's he's huge. a character yeah. but he's a fucking he's huge he's an unbelievable I, I think that's what that's that's yeah. part of what makes him so great too is just you never know what you're gonna get next and he's not afraid to say whatever the fuck he wants to say yeah, he's an artist. That's what we should all he's do. He's an artist. You're Fucking goddamn right yeah. to you. He's, and, yeah, like, it's... And I, I don't want to get into his new no, album we don't have to. in this episode. I think I think we'll, we'll go into discussion on another one about it, but I, I do want to comment. Like, he's an artist, and that's kind of what makes him so great is he just makes what the fuck he wants, yeah. and he does it. He does it great, <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people have, like, tried to disown him after his latest album that obviously it wasn't like a country western album but man uh, to those to those people like come on now yeah get a life like, man i was going to say i yeah, was going to save like, this for later maybe but i'm going to say it now and i've said it before on twitter but i'm going to say it again if we don't appreciate sound and fury for what it is and don't still pay him the respect that he deserves as an artist then we're never going to get another Metamodern or we're never going to get another High Top Mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he, you know, if he looks like, if he looks back at the country music community and says all these people are hating on him, like as an artist, I mean, maybe Blake, you can comment on this too. Why would he want to come back and, and do something for us? If, if, I don't if, think he gives a shit. No, and I don't think he does either, yeah, but I mean, if everybody's, if everybody's doing nothing but just being a dick to him, I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, me as an outsider looking in, and I feel like he'd be like, ah, fuck those guys. Like, Yeah, I mean, what I can relate to is that I, I'd never, as an artist, I've never felt the, the confines of genre. I mean, I've, right. it's always been really important to me to draw from as many different influences and how it all shakes out at the end of the day is just how it's going to shake out. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had a, I had a record written um going with studio time booked sounded a certain way going into studio and two months before we were getting ready to like just start working up all the songs and and giving her um well in fact we've been playing the songs for a long time i just had an experience that shifted it all and in a moment it was like oh i'm not putting this record out i got to write a different one and i wrote rounds and put that record out instead and it's like yeah it sounds totally different than what I planned to put out, but it was what just happened to speak loudest. And I mean, I think the same thing happens to Sturgill. And then you kind of balance it with like, well, what do I want to have fun at? And I thought this yeah. record was fun. And I thought that it was really smart to match it up with like the opportunity to work with the greatest anime uh, yeah, animators that's, that's pretty cool. Ever. Yeah, that's fucking a riot. I don't know what. Plus, is... he gets to just. He's having fun. Consciously He's step fun. out of the box and do it with his finger in the air, and that's fun too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's doing. Sturgill's like, doing what I, Sturgill I think wants to do. I just think it's. I don't know. I think it's funny when people really analyze an artist's moves, and I think sometimes it just gets looked into a little too deep. Because coming from, I guess my experience is being an artist. It's just like, yeah, shit. You don't really think too much about it. And it's the artists that can find themselves within, like, oh, I got to write a song so I get some fucking radio play. 
<laughs> yeah, there's too many of those. I get it. I, like, I write songs that I think could yeah. get played on radio, and I make decisions in the writing where I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I can write it this way so it opens up some more doors for me, of course. But you just got to go with the flow. And I think he goes with the flow, you know? Yeah. So He's the best at it. Yeah, he is. But... Um, well, that kind of leads into. I think, why don't I we think listen to another we, tune? We've had a while since we've, yeah, we, we've had a while since we played some music. So, uh, this this next guy we're gonna play, uh, I don't know, he's kind of a dick. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh man! Uh, hey, hey, is this no, where you play one of my songs? Well, this is where we play one of your songs here, Blake. Yeah, I've been a dick. <laughs> no, yeah. You, if you haven't, if you haven't heard enough of him yet, uh, you're gonna hear a little bit more. Um, we're gonna, we're we can't have Blake on here and not play one of his. That's right. Yeah. So. Hey, yo, what's what song are you playing? What song are you? What song are we playing? Gary? Song are we what playing? Song are you guys playing? <laughs> well, yeah. I was I was thinking Jesus in a backbeat. That was my choice. Good. Yes. That's solid. What do you think? That's, that's like? the one we were kind of on the fence of, of playing last time. But I think the life happens, and when I got to the point where I needed to put the time and effort into promoting that song, uh, how how the Realms album played out was I started at the top and I released every song as a single from top to bottom in order as they appear on the record. And as soon as I finished releasing the grip, life took a turn and I had to focus on else other things. And to keep the to keep my career moving forward and have fun with what I was doing. I just never had the time or energy to put into a proper release um, of that song. And it kind of halted things for that record. Yeah. Uh, and you know what has just screamed louder and louder to me is like, come on, dude, get that music video done. Get it out into the world. Push a shit yeah. out of that song because it's a fucking good song. It is a good song. And it's about the Lord, and it's about my relationship with the Lord. So it's time to get that out. We need some good in the world right now. So, yeah, let's play, play some Jesus in a backbeat. Nice. All right. So here, here's the the release that – The world the, release. The, here you go. The world release that – Not the premiere. Not the premiere, but here, the world here release. Here Yeah, it's a world premiere. Let's do it right now. Here we go. <laughs> the world premiere of Jesus in the backbeat. Blake Bergman.
Again, is still with us right here. We can't seem to get rid of him, but he's here. Thanks, Nonsense. thanks for sticking around, Blake. Um, I'm on the soda streams now. I'm on the soda. He hasn't streams. got oh, yeah? sick of us yet. Soda streams. He hasn't got sick of us oh, yet. Is what that means. No. Either that, or he's very, very uh, respectful at not telling us. Oh no, man, I like. But... Hey, I like shooting the shit. <laughs> I like shooting the shit. Always have like shooting the shit. Awesome. You say that now, but we're we're gonna go into uh, a fun segment <laughs> that we came up with moments before the podcast. Um, We'll call it rapid fire. Uh, okay. And we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, and just have two choices and just give, it, might, give it an honest go. They might be stupid. They might and, not uh, be. Whatever. Okay. So uh, if they don't, for, if, for, if they don't r- represent my true thought, then I will give another answer. Okay. Fair maybe, enough. maybe. Yeah, fair um, enough. Well, as we said, you make your own rules, you know. You you've already listed five songs in your first three or so five. These questions these <laughs> questions will either be like 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 this or that, or they can be like just a quick okay. like give me your answer right now. Well, you'll okay. you'll catch you'll catch on real quick. So the, the first one the first one I have for you is socks with sandals. Socks in sandals, yes. Okay. Pineapple okay. on pizza. We already kinda did that. For sure. Yeah, we, we did that one. Uh, cats or dogs? Oh, cat, man, dog. Right on. Circles or squares? Wait, what? <laughs> Circles. Wait, you just, did you just say cats and dogs? Yeah, man, what was dogs. your answer? Yeah, right on, cat. man. Yeah, I love them. Fuck, I love cats and dogs. Dogs Dogs was the right Circles answer. Circles or squares? Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Um, yeah, it is. Circles, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh, for sure, circles. Wrong. For Love sure, it. circles. It has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but squares. it has a deeper meaning. Squares, yeah. squares was the sure squares was the right answer. I like I like corners. So <clears throat> squares was correct. Okay. Um, pancakes or waffles? Yeah, waffles. Yeah, waffles. Uh, pancakes was correct. okay. Hmm. Uh, no waffles. Yeah. I agree with Blake. Waffles. Oh waffles. come on, Pan- pancakes aren't real food. Um, anyway, yeah, rapid fire. What? Next question, boys. Uh, next, next question. question. Oh. First, first uh, shape your fingers make on a guitar when you pick it up c nice i love it 
Okay. C shape. Do, uh, do you mean what chord progression yeah, what, do I first make? Just naturally? what chord? Like oh, the first I thought you chord meant, you're like, gonna play. Like, like when grab you pick the up back. A guitar, I, what chord? Oh, you grab it. You put your fingers to the string. C. Yeah, yeah. C is the right answer yeah, for sure. C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck. You have to fight one. Pick. A hundred horse-sized, a hundred duck-sized horses for sure. Ooh. You do not want to fucking fight a duck that's the size of a horse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that that that's the one I'll agree on. Yeah, dude. Thing, could you imagine that thing flying around? Dude, oh, man. A duck the size I've, of a I've duck. I've seen ducks eat duck frogs. The size of a duck will kill you. Mm. <laughs> it will. It will. You don't want to fight one the size of a horse? That was a good question. That was the best question yet. You are well, that was, on that was actually from a Leah, deserted but... island, and you have to listen to one album forever. What is it? Oh, it would be... On vinyl. It's on vinyl. You have a record player. Oh, it would be a symphony of... Uh, it would be a Beethoven symphony. I, fuck. You name anyone, it doesn't matter. If it's the only album I get forever... Then forever. Most definitely You're be stuck there. A, something classical. That's awesome. Sure. Mike? Yeah. Rapid fire. Um, Beecher Mountains. The fucking planes, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Correct. End of story. Beach or mountains. How many waves? Ain't no planes. Ain't no beaches or Scary mountains. Scary prairie boys. Planes. Okay, next, next question. How many okay, waves sorry. of fifth graders do you think you could beat up if they came in waves of 50? Oh, man, I'm a pacifist. Oh, I'm a pacifist. I could. I would never, I don't fight. No, if you, you weren't a pacifist to. when you fought those hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah, if you that. had to. What if they were like, <laughs> it was... Like you had to self defense, yeah. No, man, I represent the kids. Okay. I'm on their side. Okay, fine. You know what we're gonna do? I just have a quick little chit chat with them, and then we go team up on somebody else that we needed to. All right. Change. Then it'd the be way, like the way they think. It'd be like a bunch of waves of fifth graders and Blake Berglund. I fear that a lot more, Hell. honestly. Hell yeah! I remember the guy I was in fifth grade. It was super fun. I was super cool. I was smart. I liked people. I was kind to people. I like sports. Those are good kids. Okay. I'm, I coach them. All right. Fair That's enough. That's what I do. Coach them. I like it. All right. Here's, a, here's another uh, <laughs> one where there's a definitive right. Hell yeah. Here's another one that has a definitive right answer. Um, Christmas every day of the year or no Christmas? Uh, I, Christmas every day of the year, hands down. It is Christmas Ooh. every day of the year. We live in a we live in a consumer society that is we're inundated with advertisement every single day of the year. It's on the front page of newspapers. It's Christmas every single day. Plus, I have been working at my relationship with Christ. So there you go. It's Christmas every day, man. Okay. <laughs> and that's that's what I'd pick. But it, it does it does entail Christmas songs on the radio year round. Yeah. And every well, time you turn on the radio, you got Christmas songs. You got to buy someone presents every day. I mean, you get presents every day. Yeah, shit. Well, too much of a good thing is never good. So you don't want presents yeah, every well, day. You want to give, though, every day. So Christmas every day. Right. Okay. Well, Christmas every day. Good one. Good one. Okay. Fair. I had one. I forgot it. Oh, uh, Scotch or Irish whiskey? I love Scotch. Scotch? You said that I think earlier. you said that. I, I think you might have said that. My fault. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Oh man, I don't drink 
either of that shit. Good idea. I drink, if I'm going to drink hard alcohol, it's going to be with an uh, ice cube or a little bit of water. Yeah. Bubbly. I love my bubbly. Hey, bubbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't Fair. I don't choose which corporation I give my affiliation to. There you go. True. I can't tell the difference personally, but because all that you shit tastes the same, anyways. Yeah, it kind of tastes. It's just bumful. Of course, you can't. No, it's just sugar. It's just sugar. I can't tell the difference. I, you, <clears throat> they tell you that you yeah. can tell the difference. You can't fucking tell the difference. No. Exactly. No, yes. Just... Correct answer. I said I was going to disagree with you on everything. I I was wrong. <laughs> next. Next question. Um. Next. Man, I don't know if I have any more. Trailer Park Boys or Letterkenny? But I got one. Answered that. No, we did that. Think yeah. I'm out. Um, favorite non-country Ooh. band. Oh, ACDC, man. Nice. Knew it. Yeah. Favorite ACDC <laughs> song. Going off that. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh. I, I love. Fuck, I love ACDC. That's tough. Shoot to thrill always hits me right Shoot when I need it to hit me. Rock and roll and yeah. noise pollution. Yeah. Great. Totally. Banger. Totally. They all Fuck have yeah. their place. They all have their time and place for maximum advantage. Fuck, they're good. Yeah, that's we have a true. we have a game we play. We have a game we play down here when we're tailgating for football games. Uh, it's called Thunder Fuck. Oh. And it's to the to the tune of Thunderstruck. I don't know if you guys have that in Canada. No, we don't. But every everyone stands in a circle and you have a beer and as the song's playing, uh, you switch who's drinking. Every time they say thunder. Oh. So there are like two segments of the song where they don't say the word thunder for like 50 seconds. So you have to keep chugging. And if you finish oh. your beer, like people are just there like handing you other ones. Okay. So okay. that's a good way. Yeah, okay. I, 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 played I thought a that was going to go in a, I thought that was going to go in a different <laughs> direction. So I'm happy to hear that it, I did. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just now understanding. What well, you're I really oh did. I, I played a similar version. I was gonna. Um, be like, we have some. On, we have some team wild tailgates down here in Iowa. Was called the Thunder, and we used to play like, like you have to. Everybody drinks until they, from the time they start saying Thunder, until the next word that's not Thunder is said, uh, which is kind of similar. Kind of but yeah. It's a team but, effort there. Anyway, it's yeah. a team effort, yeah. We were a team, so. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think that All might right. conclude I, our... I, I think that'll conclude our... Yeah, so you guys going to play Thunderstruck right fun. now? You should play no, Thunderstruck. No, we're not going to play Thunderstruck. <sighs> we could play, play Ride On by Corblon. That was badass when he covered that song. Yeah, that was. That was really That's cool. a hell of a song. Yeah. He did yeah. such a good job with that and uh, bring Ian into it. That was cool. Yeah. Really cool. It was awesome. Really cool. Um... Okay, well, oh, I, I kind of yeah, like before one. the break there, before we had we played there. Are we on break? We, no, no, we're good. No, before we're not we, on before break. Before we played, uh, you're on a hot mic. Yeah, you are live. We live, baby. Um, before before we played Jesus in a backbeat, we were kind of talking about a little bit about your songwriting process and things like that, and I just I, I kind of had a question. It was. Uh, realms was very much an album like i don't know if you'd call it a concept album per se uh, yeah you would okay sure all right i didn't know if that's what you wanted to call it but yeah man definitely had a certain theme and feel to it i think and, that's uh, what they're called i think that's what they're called actually <laughs> yeah like i didn't i just didn't want to you know what i mean i didn't want to go out and say that I feel without you. 
without oh, man, I feel being you. what you felt. You know what? Anyway. If you feel it, you, if you feel it, if you feel like there's a concept to it, then how can you? How can you deny? It. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, and that's, that's what the I job felt. Of it. Anyways, continue. That's what I yeah. felt. But anyway, now that I've got confirmation, um, can you give us a bit of a like a like a window into how that one came about? Or at least like into mm. the songwriting process that went into it. Nope. Per se, or like no. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it represents something. I when people ask that question, I usually answer with, "Man, just listen to the words. Tell tell you everything in the story. It's every word is meant in that whole record from top to bottom. So if you listen to the words." And what you picture in your head, it's pretty much the story. That's pretty much what inspired it. And I can feel that. So night. it's and told I... very directly, you know, I, I, a pretty good guy. It's, it's written from a place where it's like he, 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 but it, it represents a, <laughs> it represents a character that's influenced by really strong attributes that I see in myself, obviously. Right. Um, a handful of my really close friends that, that inspired, you know, kind of an archetype kind of like a version of you know pretty we're all that guy right all like everybody yeah and that's that's what i love about that song is but you mean well you know it's an archetype that's really cool and from that point as long as they're a pretty good guy yeah and from that point everybody that connects to that character then they're on the ride then they just get to go through the story and i hope connect through the story and at the end of it all just feel like Hmm. I need to, I need to take myself to that place. And if that's, that, that was the job of it, man. I wanted to, I, I recognized, I put out five records and in the first four, I saw that I was um, acquiring a version of a fan that I was really grateful for, but they had very, very, very similar characteristics. And it was all dudes uh, from 25 years old to 50 years old. Well, you know, all dudes and following them online, being a part of their lives. I started to see things that I didn't agree with. And I was like, oh, well, how did I contribute to that? And I started to look at the songs I was writing. I was like, oh, I directly contributed to that kind of way of thinking. So the experience that I had worked for me. And um, I, I, I feel like I just want to influence the people that are supporting my music and connect to it and have a positive message that sounds cheesy but you know it's not cheesy now, at all. now what do you do after after put around so then i'm like shit now what do i do what do i do next after that <laughs> right so yeah it was a deep concept and it came and i um i don't know i i think that the songs came from elsewhere the next person might not experience that when they i don't know i felt like it was a higher power guiding sort of the outcome of the content. So shit, that's a pretty cool experience to have. It's, you know, and then put it out in the world. Yeah. I was super, I was super doubtful. I, was, I experienced a lot of self doubt. It's like, what are people going to think of this wacky ass shit? And it's, I don't think that it's, uh, I think it has a long ways to go still. I think people are slowly discovering it and just slowly tell another person. And every day I get another message where someone, one person, has heard it but those people have added up and it's given me opportunities so i just think that good good messages burn slowly so that's sort of 
what I've adopted in, in putting that thing out in the world. That's so cool. Cause right on. I mean, you have a bit of a, like, like a little write up about it. It's almost like a story on your website about the story of the album and the story, like it kind of, it kind of makes it into like a character going through a journey almost song to song. Yeah. And, and a lot of the emotions that I it love based that. on. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool for like an outsider as a fan of the music to go and read that. And like, it makes you kind of more in touch as to what you're trying to say and trying to connect with, with that album. Cool. And I really appreciate that while really we're at it, like that. while I'm saying that, I do have to say too, I mean, I think I mentioned it on the first episode. I love the fact that you have your, your blog posts on there. I read them quite often to be fair. I mean, even though they were a a while ago, that's, I read them all the time. I I wonder if I've (laughs) been sort of wondering, I was going to take all that stuff down and sort of maybe re-edit it and put it back up, but I've been slowly chipping away at whatever the next version of that is. And, um, yeah, people kind of a lot of I found that a lot of people discovered my music through that avenue, through the through the blog posts. I kind of lost you. I kind of lost you there. Oh, that's OK. Yeah, I just I found that a lot of people had discovered my music through the writing and through the blog posts. So I want to I want to kind of still develop that and stay true to that and honor that because it's been I've been I've seen support through that stuff. So. Right. What you do i mean and then there's and it, self-doubt you know i'm always like ah oh, shit i gotta be a better writer i suck dude, at i mean it's it's so cool <laughs> the fact that you're even putting it out there it doesn't matter the quality of the writing or anything and then for the record i think you're a fantastic writer i but thank you at the same time i like yes. i said i it's just so cool to get to to read stuff from from your perspective on the road and and experiencing thank you the same things that Fun. we do as Makes fans me better, you, you know. but we're, we're able to connect to you as as basically another fan but at the same time you're this guy that's putting out all this awesome music and and it's just it's just another way to connect with you as a as an artist to a fan relationship and it's just it's something that i i really yeah. appreciate i mean it's it's i wish thank everybody you. did something like that thank you know you. what i mean yeah so. thank you that really does mean a lot Ret- to me. Retweet. Maybe I'll, Retweet out here. Maybe I'll write another blog. I haven't done one because yeah, I'm scared. Man. So. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting. We'll, and we'll kinda, I had um, like I had a few like follow-up questions kind of to that one, if if you don't sure. mind. Yeah. Um, like, does does your songwriting process change for for each album, or do you kind of does it kind of go on a like a, like a song to song basis, as far as like if you're writing for something with X wow. content, you might do yeah. this. Or if you're trying to write something for Y content, you might, you know, do something entirely different. Yeah. It's super fun because every record has been a different songwriting process. Yeah. So yeah, when I, can, I and start I can to feel sit down too, to do in listening to when it. When I start to sit down to do a new record, I kind of tap into a new process that is takes the stuff that really worked in the last one and right. then just really experiments with you know whatever else is coming in um i started writing the realms record was written conceptually so i wrote all all 10 songs at the same time or all nine songs at the same time right and that was the easiest way to really take like nuances in one song and plant them in other songs whether it's repeated lyrics or whether it's a reference to uh 
reference to other characters in previous songs or whatever it may be. You know, I was trying right. to thread something through it and writing them all at the same time really helped me with that. It's cool. So that was super fun. And I figured that um, it was very, very challenging. And I don't know why I wouldn't sort of hold that as the standard for all the other records to come. Like have a concept that you I'm really excited and it seems like that works really good for me. I get a concept. That's when I'm most excited is when I have like an arcing storyline or a concept. And then I just get to kind of do the dirty work and craft it out. So yeah, I mean, I'm writing when I have a concept as of lately and I'm currently writing a lot. Right. Yeah. And that, that leads into my next question was how does that process like with realms and, and your previous recordings, how does that differ from, from what you're writing right now? And I mean, I mean, you um, kind of just answered that a little bit, but I touched on my the responsibilities I recognized for the realms record, and I've further understood some more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. And that, and oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was. I don't know. I you kind of touched on one question I I had was like, do you have like any superstitions or like, um, like with songwriting, like anything that like any routines that you do every time? Like, you know, I, I've heard different stories of different artists having uh, certain things they keep with them when they're writing yeah. songs or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I find I come out of the process most satisfied when I set my timer and I sit my ass in a chair and my timer rings and I get to get up from the chair. That's when I feel the most satisfied. <laughs> I don't always write my best songs, but at least I know I made the effort. So Yeah, but you know you so clocked been, in. That's, clo- that's all you can do. Right. Like the rest is something else that I'm still trying to figure out. But if you start clocking in, then you start, you're met, at least you, you met the universe halfway, right? Right. So the rest is up yeah. to what I believe is, you know, the reason that we sit down in that chair. So I don't know. And it's hard. And like, I get super, my biggest thing is maybe I should have more superstitions that keep me locked in that chair because I get distracted easy. And, you know, I write some funky lines. I'm like, man, I got to do all these dishes now so i don't have to write <laughs> i'm gonna vacuum you the know dishes sound good all of a sudden yeah I know. but when i sit down in a chair and come out on the other side and then that's only the first half of my process what i also have found is then i put it in uh melanie's direction bell's direction my she mm-hmm. and she's a master editor and she really clarifies what i am thinking and trying to say but not quite nailing it on the head and then you know, it's almost like some kind of songwriting mentor and then fires me back into the room and is like, okay, now come back out with, with clarity, with clarification. That's so So, cool. That's so cool to have somebody that, that, that knows you on such a personal level and a, you know, like a, like a knows, knows what's going on inside of you that can, that can give you feedback and kind of guide you along the path that you're trying to get to. That's, that's my full time collaboration. She's my full-time collaborator. That's full-time. a really cool for sure. thing to have. I feel like that's that's got to be an awesome feeling, for sure. Hey, which which right. leads into my number two. Which leads into Ooh. your number two. Well, let's get after it then. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. My number two. So is that what is, is that for me? Am I starting it off? Do it. Yeah, yeah you, you, you it can't now. say it leads into your number two and then not say your number two. Number two 
is there the hero in the harvest and it was right at the very beginning it was in 2011 and that's gillian welch and david rawlings and it came i think eight years after the the record before that uh i'm, try, I'm trying to sound smart i think it was soldier in here i'm trying to sound smart i'm new to them i'm new to i'm new to gillian welch and i'm new to david rawlings and it was melanie that introduced that music to me and I just got fucking totally enamored and got it and moved uh, emotionally the most by their music. Um, they're the best consistency of any artists I'm currently listening to as far as who they genuinely are, the ability to write, the ability to play, uniqueness. I'm just have become head over heels for the two. And I met him and he was, I held her hand one time and it was awesome. So <laughs> the heroin, the harvest is jacked full of good tunes. The songwriting is just awesome. And it's an awesome record. It's my number two pick of the 2010s. It's really cool. Awesome. I, uh, uh I'll, well, yeah. I, I, I fell on Twitter, tweeted at us, um, last week after our second episode and they said something along the lines of don't don't quote me word for word but the best part of this podcast is the fact that i have to stop oh. and listen to something that they're talking about at least a few times an episode and it's awesome that that was one of the best that's easily the best compliment i've had so far on this and what you just said right there i haven't heard of those guys and I am gonna. Yes, it's awesome. I'm gonna go literally as soon as we're done here and go check that out. And, and I feel like that just makes me so happy because I mean that's the whole that's the whole heart and soul of what we're doing here is is bringing new new names and new voices for for everybody was... listening. So including us, I mean including us. So yeah, yeah, I can I can relate there. That's a that's a new that's one. So awesome. Yeah, man. it's uh, it just it, I understood collaboration through those two artists and how they are one and i strive to be a style of that with my wife for sure that's so not cool. sound like them yeah. but just be the collab have that yeah. collaborative right. spirit yeah. that is embedded yeah. in everything i like that idea right now that's so cool that's awesome yeah well i'll i'll jump into my number two ahead. i'll let you go last I'll, if that's yeah, all right no, that's fine go ahead <clears throat> go reverse order so, my yeah. number two yeah, yeah, just switch it right around. Mm -hmm. My number two has actually already been said. Ooh. Um, so probably won't stay on it too long, but it is Southeastern by Jason Isbell. And it's one that was very hard for me to not have at number one. Um, when I started writing the list, I immediately wrote it first and put a number one next to it. Um, because... I mean, there are songs that have made me cry uh, in that, and it, it they just they just cut deep, and uh, you know it's hard to pick a Jason Isbell album as Blake was saying, but uh, yeah, Southeastern just stands out as possibly the best album of the decade. But there was one I had to put ahead of it. But um, there is when Blake was talking about it earlier, uh, there was. Um, something that I had thought of that I want to touch on just real quick. And there's a lot of people who 
don't give Jason Isbell like a chance because on Twitter he's obviously very vocal about politics. And yeah, but everything you know, he says about politics is straight up shit about caring about people. How is that yeah. politics? Right. You know. But yeah. I mean, you're right, and I'm not going to say if I agree or disagree with his politics. I mean, he's obviously leans one way, um, but I'm not going to say I disagree or agree with 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 his his takes, but just to the people who kind of kick him to the side of the highway and be like, yeah, I don't agree with something he said, so I'm not going to listen to his music. I just feel sorry for those people. Because um, yeah. they're missing out on some of the best, the, the best lyrics, the best musicianship um, of our time. I think, and I just feel sorry for for those people. So if you are one of those people, um, get over yourself and and listen because you're missing out. And yeah, if man. you know, and if you listen to it and you're not into it, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, to each his own. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he was in my top five, and his songs on that record are the great best songs written in the decade. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least the yeah. most, most emotionally in tune. And I think it came at a really important yeah. time and he's kind of a walking example of a redefined version of masculinity that I align with. I don't know. I like how he rolls. I like that. He loves his wife publicly and puts his muscle behind in support of it. You know, I love what she yeah. does. I love that what that community stands for. So I just I, I dig on him as a person. How could you not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, there's not enough I can say about about him or his songwriting, but just listen, just listen to him. I mean, if I'm driving by myself at night or something, and I'll just turn turn him on, man, and just go to another dimension. I mean, it's I don't know. Just listen to it. And yeah, if you, yeah. If you don't like it, you don't like think, it. Yeah, but exactly. That's if your only down. reason is because of something he said that you're not listening to it, like that's a shame, I guess. But it's a number yeah, two it and it's a soft number two because it could easily be number it's, one. It, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what you think at the end of the day. You gotta, you know, like he said, you know what, go listen to it. Whatever you, whatever your outside opinions are, it's yeah. whatever. If it changes your mind, I don't, care what that all involves but there's one thing Zipper, there's one Zipper. there's one thing that you can't disagree with is that that guy is a hell of a songwriter and puts his heart and soul into the best of our time i think musically i think he's the best songwriter out and there he's we gotta appreciate Sorry, him while he's <laughs> doing his thing so um he was in my top five that album, Southeastern, was in my top five. But I found out that mine and Mike's top fives were very similar. And so Decent. I took it out of there just to be different and uh, replace it with something else. So... Well, what did you replace it just with? Just to be different. But I truly believe it wasn't actually in my top two. That's a real thing. Um okay. So my number two is uh, one that came right smack at the start of the decade of the 2010s. It's from the year 2010, and it is Diamonds and Gasoline from the Turnpike Troubadours. 
and uh yeah i don't even yeah man man i didn't even know what yeah man i didn't even know there's where to some, start with some it turnpike shit that should definitely be on my list too dude yep i like like this morning i had kind of made this list like kind of a chicken scratching version of this list and then this morning i fucking i was driving and i was like okay i need to like really cut this down to like definitely at least what my top two is going to be and then the others i can kind of piece together but i knew turnpike was going to be in there and so i was like okay i'm gonna go listen to i kind of had it down to goodbye normal street and this one diamonds and gasoline and i was like listen to them both got looking at the songs again kind of just on my phone and i'm like there's not a song on this album that's not and especially since it was at the start of the decade i feel like it's so much more deserving in this list just because like it was it was like that record you know what i mean when people again when people think of turnpike like especially the people that aren't super like deep into what they do and deep into their music i feel like the people have just like dipped their toes into turnpike a little bit this is the album that they're going to listen to and listen to these songs off this album and talk talk about you mentioned earlier like the the first words you hear on an album track one side a first thing Uh, you hear well she was born man that just hits every time well never that's what i'm saying like like when people when people like i said who aren't super deep into turnpike uh, when they think of turnpike that's probably what goes on in their brain (laughs) and so that's why like that's why i kind of made the list for me and i felt like this one was super influential as far as kind of the red dirt and texas or oklahoma or whatever you know i i i'm one for we can get into that another day i'm one that kind of hates the different sub genres but one that really was influential in in creating this yeah yeah like it doesn't suck yeah there's there's this definitely doesn't be saying that it definitely doesn't suck i'll tell you that much so yeah i guess we'll leave it at that it doesn't fucking suck in fact it sucks what about your number it sucks the second least it sucks the second least oh (laughs) let him go right in no we can't should we we can't yeah i don't know Dare we? Is that against yeah, the rules? No, it's not against yeah. the rules. Let's Fuck ask it. management. Let's it. Yeah, okay. Do it, man. <laughs> but it's Blake's turn. Or no, turn. you you want me to go? I don't care. I can Whatever go. Whatever works. Yeah, that's what we were I think that's what we were debating oh, okay. here. Yeah. No, I, I can go out of turn. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Roll right okay. into it. Okay. My number one was a uh this this album was probably the first one that I listened to from this guy when I first kind of got back into this country music world because as we previously talked about I mean I quit kind of gave up on it for a couple of years because I was I was tired of hearing shit I didn't know where to find it and when I first heard the first track off of this album like Blake said hint hint I was I had already been into Childers, I'd already been into Coulter, and a uh, little bit of Turnpike. 
but this fucking grabbed me and here we are metamodern sounds and country music it's my number one album of the 2010s and i feel you brother man i like i said i don't even i don't even know what to say or where to start on this one because it just this album means so much to me and it's something that i don't think i don't think if somebody set out to repeat not repeat but try to copy or or do in the same style as what he's done here there's something for everybody on this record i don't care what kind of country music you like there's something that everybody's gonna enjoy and there's something that's deep and meaningful in every single song even the lighter hearted ones. Why, I think that's why it worked is that everybody could connect to something really good on the record. Exactly. You know, everybody connected yeah. to something maybe different on the record. And that's right. It was it it felt good to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It was it just felt it yeah. felt really good listening to it. And I think everybody connected with that. They felt good when they listened to it and they listened to it again. Tell everybody to listen to it. You're damn right. Like like I said, when I try to when I try to convince people about Sturgill Simpson that this guy's this guy's the shit, this is the one I go to, and I try to find something that I think will fit their their uh, tastes off of Meta Modern, and uh, nice. yeah, I won't I won't take up too much more time on this because we kind of already choice. we kind of already went over it a little Great bit choice. with Blake's, but that's my number one. So 2014 Meta Modern sounds yeah. and country music. Good stuff. Blake, I'll let you go last again because my my number one has also already been said fairly recently. Mm. Um, but it, it's Diamonds and Gasoline by Turnpike 2010. Um, Mike is currently wearing a long uh, Turnpike shirt. Fun fact. Uh, yeah, it's high, high quality uh, t-shirt here. But uh, long live Turnpike, obviously. But this this album, the reason why it overtook Isbell's um is the impact i mean we've talked about the impact uh albums on this has to make and uh this one had the definitely the biggest impact on me of the decade it's it's the album that introduced me to this whole new world of of music um you know i didn't know that turnpike existed i didn't know that any of these people existed and i didn't know that country music um like this good quality country music was even being made when i was in my early years of college and and uh my friend showed me showed me turnpike and a lot of songs off of this album and and uh and yeah there's not a bad song on it every everyone hits hard and hits different and um just the impact it had on me i mean i don't i don't know what kind of shit i'd be listening to if it wasn't for this album right now so it it means the world to me and um turnpike as a band will always mean the world whatever whatever comes to their situation um but they'll they'll always have a very very special place in in my heart and uh they're yeah they're yeah i don't know what else to say good band uh, man they're special yeah totally they're special i think that um really awesome that sturgill and tyler are playing stadiums and I Hell think yeah. I predict that Cody Jinx would be the next one that would be playing stadiums unless Turnpike came back. Then I yeah, think they would I feel that. I think they could be playing stadiums. I think. I think they can too. Without a doubt. 
Yeah. I mean, they they played the Houston Rodeo yeah. last year, mm-hmm. which is pretty and much huge, huge numbers. Cool. That's that, I mean, it's a stadium. But, <laughs> yeah. Cool. My number one is uh, Go ahead. Brandy Brandy Carlisle. By the way, I forgive you. Hell yeah. That's my number one. Hell yes. That's my number one record of the decade. I think. I think that she stood for something that was just we we're all so desperate to have stood for, and she did it with yep. just a force, and continues to. And I just really connected with that. And I, the songwriting on the records, just unbelievably, unbelievably written record. Yeah, I connected with it, and I listened to it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and every time I was just like choking up. So, pretty good record. She's cool, man. I think that it, I she's think awesome. when I meet her, she's going to be everything that I've built her up in my mind for her to, that she is. Yeah. 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 She be she's my number one. Else. I mean, my wife's my number one collaborator, but I would really, really, really love to work on anything with her. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number one. You never know. That's that's like what yeah, they say, right? Like, don't meet your heroes. I don't know. But I have to say. Oh shoot! Shoot! I think. I think she'll she she doesn't hide anything. I mean, who what you see is my who she my is, experience like. with meeting heroes so far has been pretty damn good. So I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. But hmm? oh, well, I, I, I like with who? I never that? heard that with who? Who did you say your experience with who? Oh, like just in general, like like I met. I don't know. I just mean fame, like famous, semi-famous people oh, in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I met Coulter the once after folk fest there and he was such a nice guy and because you I mean, can't be a dick anymore it's too hard in the music industry to get any <laughs> opportunities and then you're going to be a dick on top of on top of yeah. such slim opportunities no, I met, or else i met a couple you're guys dick, you're not grateful either yeah i met yeah. a couple guys out of childers's band there they were all very nice guys and not met them and got to the chance to hang out but just shook their hand and stuff but you know what i mean it's it's just they were just cool and i mean just sitting here talking to you right now i mean i like i said before this i, I was nervous getting in here talking to you i you oh, I, I look up to you as an artist i think you're a hell of a hell of an artist and i think you you know what i mean i had a lot of res- i have a lot of respect for you so oh, it's just shit. cool Thanks, to man. have the opportunity to sit down and talk to you so 100 percent I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to get my message out to the people that have followed you guys for as long as they have. That's awesome, man. Like I said, I think I think you were the first yeah. artist I actually reached out and like like I think you were the first one to actually say something to me on Twitter. And like actually I think we had a conversation about about music. Going. Like just about music in general. Ha. Sorry, man. My my. Oh, did you cut out? Cut out. Oh, I was yeah, just I saying. Like, I I think I... you were the first artist that actually, like, talked back to me and like had a conversation with me on Twitter. That's all. So I was just. Well. And you wouldn't believe how excited duh. I was when, when that <laughs> happened. Because <laughs> I think at that duh, point yeah. I maybe had like twenty followers. So. <clears throat> hey, man. I mean, everybody. Yeah, you know, you guys are just trying to do your thing, and I'm trying to do my thing. And it kind of ends at that. And the more everybody can help everyone do their things, we all do our thing better. Yeah, dude. Like, like yeah. I said in the first episode. Right like, on. Well said. Thanks. At the end of the day, we're just uh, me and Mike doing yeah. this. I mean, we're just fans too. You know, we're just we're just guys who want to see 
we just want to see music go in the direction that we feel like is is the right direction i guess in our in our state of mind and yeah and the, and the music that we feel like deserves the attention that some of these guys putting out music that means nothing and just panders to whoever is apparently listening you know yeah but that's some good money it's good money to do that well it might be good money, good money but make that internet at money at the end of the day that's that's funny because like, I don't know. I've never made one that of the crazy. funny things that I've I read on Twitter a few times yet. was like, "How are some of these guys gonna feel when they're when they're fifty or sixty years old, going out and singing songs about like wh- whatever Sam Hunt's Bean. singing about?" Say, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like just weirdo stuff, know. right? Yeah, I guess that's how I feel. Like you have song, you even you have songs, Blake. That are you're gonna be able to go out and be proud of those songs and sing them when you're whatever <laughs> age. Say, even you have songs that are weirdo songs. You don't have weirdo songs. I got some weirdo songs. Well, you don't know my no weirdo back not catalog. We- Ooh, not weirdo, weirdo songs like what I'm talking about. You don't. I know. Thank you. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Good. You know. Because I give a shit. That's why. That's right. Because you give a shit. And I. Anyway. Go ahead, Mike. Um, the story there is that we all love Roger Miller a whole shitload. Mm-hmm. And we were, yeah, all of them. And then there's another really good video of Nate and Coulter singing. Oh shit! What uh, they do with Roger? World Miller so team. full of, world fo- so full of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, love that song. Uh, it's 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 as good. Uh, we were in Calgary at Stampede. Coulter was through playing a show called the Big Five. It was a it was a big stampede event. Um, the Dead South were playing another big stampede. I think they were Cowboys, which is a really big club in in Calgary mm-hmm. during Stampede. And we go up every year, and we just work we just work the circuit during that time. Take the opportunities. We play a lot of bar gigs. Uh, they put you on in for four hours in the afternoon. And we play a bunch of Merle Haggard and originals, and people are just it's a party right it's just that's awesome it's fun so we were all in town playing the stampede and i had uh made an investment with my uh video making buddy little jack i paid him some money i said hey man i want to do some live stuff so i just gave him a lump sum of money (laughs) (laughs) i was like why don't you come around and hang out with me a whole shitload and when i run into my friends and we want to cut some live stuff you're there to cut it and he says, that sounds like an awesome summer, Blake. So he jumped in the van a lot, and we were, we, he came out to stampede with us, and Nate and the guys were there, and Coulter was there, and his band was there, and we were all hanging out anyways. And I was like, 
man, you guys want to pick some tunes and shoot some shit? And they were like, well, yeah, of course. And we all love Roger Miller, and we kind of worked it up and drank beers all day long. And it was uh, this gentleman donated. I don't know how it worked. Coulter had a really nice little flat. It was empty. There was no furniture in it, but it was big, and it was very strange. And we all got drunk there and recorded Roger Roger Miller songs. Put them on the internet, and then I paid for it, right? So I got to put it on my YouTube channel, and that's got a quarter million views, I think, the other day. That's Bad good. Ass. It's good for me. Quarter million views for me, that's pretty good. Happy Damn with right. that. So, yeah, you know what I mean, it's Coulter and Nate and the Dead South, but shit, that was, that was a good time. Super good time. That's awesome. Your recording is timed out. We'll just start a new one and I'll add it again. Stop and start a new one. I can add it in. Mike. Well, let's... You know what? I'd say just announce that, Garrett, and... If you have anything yeah. to wrap it up, fire off and we can close this Man, thing down. I, we did three in three hours. Yeah, dude. We we kinda we kinda who cares? This is awesome. I mean this was this was a lot of fun, man. Totally. Having you on here and just getting the chance, like I'm 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 super happy to have sit, sat down and talked talked with you and I'm really happy that everybody who listens to this is gonna get a chance to get to know you a little better and listen to some some bullshit and i have a quick question for you like mike you're still listening honestly mike start your recording and then start it again i could probably add it in Hmm. okay that's annoying okay we'll wrap it up then i do want i do want blake to um tell the quick story about how bryce got in your band because i remember that being a pretty damn good one if you don't mind yeah yeah, I mean, I I had a guitarist for a long time from Alberta, and, um, you know, he was in Alberta. We were in Saskatchewan. We were always on the move. We were always playing shows. He always had to make a drive from Medicine Hat uh, to Regina before every show, no matter where it was. So there was an extra five hours on his trip. And it got right. to the point where I gave him a call, and he was just like, man, I can't. I can't do it. It's too much. It's just too much. Too much driving. I was like, come on, right. man. This will be fine. Get your ass in that vehicle and we'll play the show. And <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. He says, no, you know what? And I think it's bigger than that. I think I got to I gotta hang it up. And I was like, well, shit. All right. Well, I got this gig and I, I understand it. So I put on the internet, <clears throat> said, yo, if you could play the guitar, I'm going to give you, I'm going to hire you, period. And yeah, I got one response that said I can play the guitar. And I was like, good. Can I see stuff? Like their reference and he says no i'm like okay well you can play the guitar and as i tell the story at the shows he says kinda which was true <laughs> kinda kinda i'm like all right man here's the set list whole bunch of marty stewart and vince gill and originals and the guy that played the record i never tell this part of the story live but it was my coyote record which came out in 2012 and i had a studio guy named jay bittner um play all the leads on that thing and this is this is a monster guitarist that's been around our scene for, you know, an established amount of time. And he's just, he's just rank. And, and I sent these songs off to this kid. And I think Bryce was 21, 20, 22 at the time. 
and um, show day came. You're playing at Rodeo Cabaret, Bullarama, and he wasn't showing up and wasn't showing up and wasn't showing up and showtime came and he wasn't showing up and like by the skin of his teeth man he jumped up on stage and didn't get a sound check plugged his amp and just you know honky tonk rock and roll style and a few <laughs> hundred people so it was like a bigger show and yeah. we were the main events and like i was like fuck there's this guy son of a bitch uh and all of a sudden we cracked into our stuff and it's like he was playing with us for 10 years i was like holy shit really how that's so why cool. why did you care so much to learn it so well why did you do that that's and, so cool. and I, he's played every show with me since that's awesome yeah man. it's been eight yeah years. i love i i love that story when i first like when you first i heard first heard you uh tell it live and so i was really hoping you can retell that one on the podcast so that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad we got to hear And you that know, one. you know, to complete the circle, to complete the circle of, you know, the musicians that we play with and the family that we've become, we, we have a really fun little outfit right now. And it's the four of us. It's my wife and it's Bryce and it's Steve, our drummer, who is a very similar story to that of Bryce. I, I'd known Steve in the scene for years and I would go to his shows and I was like, oh my God, if like one day, if I could have that drummer in my band, holy shit. And then I asked him, and he played a show, and it was just like, holy fuck, this guy's insane. And it was insane in the sense that he interpreted the music better than I interpreted my own music. So he was just rewriting That's my so shit cool. and the feels of my stuff on the fly, and it never sounded like that before. So, I mean, I credit Steve and Bryce and Mel for what is my sound that is to come, for sure. That's awesome, man. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be aggressive. That's so it's time awesome. for some more aggressive music. <clears throat> so is that is that a is that a way of saying we can look forward to some new Blake Berglund in 2020? I love my band, and we play together, and we write together, and it's feeling really aggressive. All right. We'll leave it at that. We will leave it at that. I got to say, we haven't. I haven't said it yet. Love the, the Jake Groves blows hat. He does. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yeah. I seen that on your Instagram one time and I was like, where can I get one of those? Are those for sale? I don't know where you can go. I don't know. He gave, him, he gave, gave it, it to me. You. There you go. That's pretty awesome. We were in, he just gave me this hat and I was like, man, I love that shit. It's pretty it's sweet. It's time. There you go. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we better wrap it up. Mike has been uh, silenced here. His recording ran out, unfortunately. But uh, I will explain to the people what happened. Um, yeah, Mike's, Mike's recording kind of crapped out on him. So it's just been me and Blake here for the last couple minutes here. Two minutes. Two minutes. Hey, Mike and Garrett, I love you guys. Thanks for just giving me a bit more of a platform for... Now we did a three-hour podcast. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> That was, you ever want me to come back? I'm a phone call. We had call a lot away. of fun. We would we would love to have you back, man. Love to have you back. I'm I'm sure everybody listening would love to hear from you again too. So, I'll just chirp in the background. I'll just man. I'll just pipe in with my two cents. You're welcome Whenever anytime. I... Maybe we should make you a regular <laughs> member. You should make make you a regular co-host. We'll, sure. Uh, no, man. Honestly, we we'd love to have you back anytime you're you're willing to come well, on. Thanks. So. Thanks for having me, you guys. I this appreciate was a, what you do and respect it. Until next time. Yeah, dude. This this was a lot of fun. Keep fit and have fun, like we Absolutely. say, right? Absolutely. 
keep fit Thank and have you. fun. Yes, sir. Okay. Talk to you guys um, later. We are going to leave you with uh, another Saskatchewan artist. We're going to leave you with uh, probably the most popular out of out of the ones we played so far, at least with the m- most attention in the United States. We're going to leave you. It's only fitting that we leave you with a song by Coulter Wall. And this one is titled, again, so fittingly, Saskatchewan in 1881. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Mr. Toron, old man, go away from my door. Got my wheat and canola seed You're asking me for more You better fly for I produce my 44 I'm just a prairie boy Never meant none no harm Spend my days making wages Out on Martin's farm Oh, Eastern boy Gonna twist my arm It's so damn cold out here Will to cut you half in two I ain't kidding now, my old plow is frozen to my mule. I've been living off ice-cold rainbow stew. Don't be picking fights with no melanites. Don't be raising cane while they're planting grain and working through the night. Gonna let you know if you ain't acting right. So, Mr. Toronto Man. Go away from my door Got my weed and canola seed You're asking me for more Better fly for I produce my 44 Better fly for I produce my 44